0: Dude, so on my drive home but, on Thursday, Gage yeah. and I were talking on the phone, and uh, he was he was telling me some of the stuff or whatever, not anything that you ever done or whatever. But I told Gage I was like, Did. Did. Oh, "Nice, <laughs> we should uh, we should tell James it's twenty bucks a person to keep our mouths shut." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I mean, remember when be... we were gonna like print up fake receipts and, like, we, slide them over to our guest at the end of the... Like, here's your yeah. bill. We were going to invoice you 600 bucks yeah. for no fucking reason just to see what you would say on yeah. the microphone. Like,
1: what the like, what the hell? Yeah. I'd be like, man, after Second hearing what it. Zach said on the last one, I'm like, shit. <laughs> Can't tell Brooke about this one.
2: <laughs> we'll try our hardest not to throw you under the bus, but... Yeah. We sure
0: did, we sure did Alex dirty.
2: <laughs> yeah, Alex, That's that was a right. funny one, dude. Alex.
0: That as soon as that song started playing, we all just like looked at Alex, like really? Yeah, you know. <laughs> Alex, it's a family how could show. you? How could you guys ready? Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah.
2: I'm gonna do a different intro because I'm real sick of hearing myself go. Welcome <laughs> to the family <400 laughs> <500. laughs> What are you gonna go with? Hmm?
0: Let's hear.
2: Let's it. off a different one. Oh. I'm. Yeah, copyright, Nike, they're going to sue me. <laughs> this other podcast is going to sue me. All my. This is episode four from Fun. Flat Tire Factory Podcast. Welcome, everybody. Episode four. Um, thank you, everyone, for the support. Last time I looked, um, episode one was at like four hundred. Bang. Two and three were at 300 and then four just broke 200 So thank you guys for the support. Um, Our sponsors, we are in the MX Connection Studio. It's good so if you haven't be. been here, come check it out. I think a lot of people have seen it already, Gage. Yeah. I show everybody when I'm in here. I think it's cool. Perfect structure, 4GX indoor motocross. Um, don't forget, last race we did um, personal photos for them, and it yeah. went very well. The only thing I didn't like is... About seven people signed up the day of, and that's a little bit of a cluster for your boy.
0: Are you going to cap it off then? Say like, hey, you guys got to sign up at it, least the Friday before or what?
2: No, um, you have to sign up, though, before practice is done. Oh. For sure. That's and then true. I'm capping it at 10 because I can't do more than 10 people.
0: Yeah. How many did you end up with? I'm just curious.
2: Um, I did 11. Dang. Dude, yeah, and still filmed, too. That's why I can only do 10. So 4GMX Indoor Motocross, um, you can just message me, Flat Tire Factory, if you want that. Rapid Concrete Solutions, raise it, don't replace it. Specializing in concrete lifting with polyurethane foam. They offer concrete lifting, concrete repair, void filling, and soil stabilization. For a free consultation, you can call 605-381-1597 or visit rapidconcretesolution.com. The owner of that, Alex McPherson, if you don't know him, check out episode three. He was our guest. He's our boy. Static Collective, creating peril to be static at times and take in the radness of life. Visit staticcollective.com. That's where you get your gear. They're on Facebook and Instagram at Static Collective. Um,
0: he's, um, he's trying to reboot here for some new gear. Oh, yeah? Did, he, yeah? did he finally get settled back into America? Yeah. Is he the same guy? He is, yeah not all that's how, out from a foreign country. That's for so how I long. got
2: invited to poker. I was picking up my lens. He's like, oh. you want to play poker? I'm like, I oh, nice. hell yeah. He's like, should Mike Neal come? I said, hell no. Nah, dude. <laughs> I just can't believe James left him behind. So I know. Yeah, not, that is messed up. Really. Really. We'll have to get James in here one day and ask him. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> what's up with that? Um, precision Excavation. They specialize in housing, new builds, foundations, and sewer. You can call Luke at 605 786 2183. They are going to do some dirt work for us out at Mike's. Oh, for what? Um, we're going to change some stuff and we're going to have a couple events. Super Secret do. topic. And along with them is Black Hills Landscape. They do custom and commercial residential landscape. That is Chris at 605 381 2876. Um, Deadwood All In. The Deadwood All In is a freestyle motocross show, fun-filled, thrilling event, pushing the limits in action sports. This event has professional riders from the X Games, Nitro Circus, Red Bull X Fighters. Um, 75-foot gaps. It's pretty intense, dude. Have you ever gone to that?
0: Yeah. Three times. Yeah. And it blows my mind every time. Unfortunately, the first one was scheduled on the same weekend my wife and I got married, so I wasn't able to make that I one. wouldn't have gone to your wedding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. Not there's... that, like, if you invited me, I wouldn't have gone. If it was my wedding, I'd be like, nah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was really good. Dude, yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, so we we didn't go the second year. We had stuff going on, too. But the third year, we finally made it up. Hey, it's unfortunate, but, yeah. So, checked it out, dude. It was way more intense than I it's anticipated. It's freaking killer, dude. It is sweet, for sure.
2: What's weird, too, that... Um, I think it was the second year the wind was really bad. I think it was your wedding year, and they're just like, "Screw it, we're gonna go do it anyway." Like I don't even like jumping straight in the wind. <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, we'll just backflip it." Um, you can go De- Deadwood All In. Oh, is it DeadwoodAllIn.com? or they are Freestyle Deadwood Freestyle on Facebook and on Instagram. So they got some stuff coming up this summer that should be exciting. Some our, sweet stuff coming up. Our this guest summer. this week.
0: Mike Neal, who's our guest this week? Ladies and gentlemen, we've brought you a fantastic guest every time so far on episode episode four. Ladies and gentlemen, on stage, James Carter out of Rapid City, South Dakota. What's up, guys? What's going on, James? Thanks for having, having me. James. We lied. We got James yeah.
2: Carter in here.
1: I feel like this guy knows a little bit <laughs> about like, the Deadwood All-In. I'm like, man, is is the mic mute? Do I? Can I... Can I laugh out loud or we? No, we yeah, didn't yeah, mute it. Yeah. So I'm glad you didn't say it. Like, uh, kept wanting to say something. He's every correcting time. me. <laughs> yeah, there was a hundred foot thinking, ramp too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm what's, like, no, no. I think Mike was there the second year, yeah. but no. Sure. Yeah, good.
2: continue with your sponsor read, please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> James, just welcome. Thanks through. for coming in. Sure. Thanks for having me. Um, what's your
1: biggest pet peeve? Oh, we're getting right Man. into it, dude. We're just diving yeah. right in. Yeah, huh? you know. This, I printed this out right whenever you emailed it to me just so I could see what the pet peeve was. And I'm like, I'm going to have to go back and listen to all their pet peeves just so I make sure. <laughs> and then I was going to come in here and do everything that you guys hated. Just oh, to yeah. mess with oh, oh. <laughs> you yeah. See if you comb. would know, notice it. a bag it. of Doritos uh, yeah. over there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I even asked my wife. I'm like, gosh, what is my pet peeve? I, don't, I mean, I'm not really like a picky person, I feel like, but I would say, uh the like having a negative mindset on certain things it's hard sometimes of course not to have that negative mindset but when you're talking to someone and it's like kind of negative to where you're going to start getting pulled down with it and then oh, you start yeah. thinking about just oh all well, the shit time. yeah yeah like well maybe it is that bad but yeah i mean i would say that's about it and then uh you know, the dirty bikes and uh, dirty vehicles. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, I, I mean, I'm I'm much worse than, than what I was to where my truck might not be as clean or my van's not as clean as I used to keep it yeah. or uh, the bike's not as clean as it, it used to be. But all you know, good. You know, that's yeah. hard for people because, like, human nature
2: is, like, yeah. bitching about stuff makes people feel better. Yeah. And they get stuck in that because oh, they 100%. think it makes them feel better. Like, yeah. it
0: takes a lot to not be like that. Yeah. Which but- you're not... That that does drive a guy nuts, too. And and you see it everywhere, it seems yeah. like, man. Just the negativity oh, everywhere. You can't rough. go on social media. And, and, you know, almost everywhere you look, there's so much negativity in the world. It yeah. sucks just the miserable. air out of the room as yeah, what oh, it does. You're like, <clears throat> boy, you're miserable. Why would yeah. we want to be around yeah.
2: you?
4: Yeah. Well, you can even relate that to motocross. You go to a race. It's always too hot or it's too cold. It's yeah. too dusty. It's too dry. It's too wet. It track's too rough or it's too smooth.
0: There's too many whoops. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
5: There's (laughs) always... (laughs) Yeah. There's always (laughs) things
1: where...
4: If you approach it like, hey, we're going to ride the same thing and, you know... But it's real easy to get snuck... Sucked into that. Yeah, because then it kind
1: of just goes down the line and... uh, But, I mean, it's not... It's not like it's a bad thing. It's just one of those things when you're like... When you're feeling good and then somebody comes up and they say something, you're like, shit, man. Just ruined my mood now. So... (laughs) But, Well, thanks for coming, James. Dusty Gardner
2: in the corner. How you doing, Dusty? Good, good. Welcome to episode four. Glad to have you. Um, At the top of here, I put, we got a couple disclaimers. Uh, Buckle up. This is going to be a long one is one of them. And two, I put, every one of our sponsors are riders, friends, or family. And that is true. Everyone on here, they either ride, well, actually, they all do ride. And they're doing something for riding. Um, Speaking of, Dusty had a trailer burnt down. Mm -hmm. When Uh, was this?
3: That was last summer. No, it was it was uh.
2: Was it before that?
3: September 19, I think. I was gonna say I thought it was quite a while ago. Yeah, I mean yeah. September 19, I think.
2: So we had a trailer burned down, and we are going to turn that into a ramp.
3: Oh, dang. what? Yep, that escalated mm-hmm. quickly. Sweet. Mm-hmm.
2: For one of our events that we're going to talk about. It's here. It's not
3: going to be a conventional 75 foot ramp. Um, there's a spot out in Farmingdale. Remember yep. that ramp that we hit out there? Yeah. We're gonna actually make a proper ramp for a third year. To hit that one spot yes so
1: that's gonna be sweet that's the plan anyway so that's a big deal um gauge
2: moment owner mx connection
4: how's it going guys
2: do i even need to start all the crap you do for riding around here are we all good on that (laughs) we're good (laughs) okay great mike Neal, vp what's up fellers voice of the indoors vice president of SDMA.
0: yeah stay busy that's for sure
2: constantly grinding on it
0: that's the key to life stay busy
2: then I got a note here from my girlfriend on my computer. I have never introduced myself. So, Christopher Pseudo, where are you from? Box Vegas, South Dakota. Box Vegas, South Dakota. That's the best answer. <laughs> I'm Chris Sudo, If you haven't figured that out, I started Flat Tire Factory, and that's you a, just that's randomly all I did.
0: walked up to me during an indoor once, and you're like, "Hey, would you ever do a podcast?" And you about crapped your pants. Look at us now. It was good. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so today we're going to go over Gear
2: Talk, which today is goggles, February indoors. Get a little update on Tegan Thompson, super duper cross, a little fantasy. Um, I don't know if you pay attention to my fantasy, but how's that going for you? (laughs) 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 Got Gage Tech Tips. We're going to introduce Summer Cup today, which is going to be sweet. And then we'll get to James Carter, some of your background. We'll get to our Static Collective Tire Poppers, which are 30-second rants. Over mine, did you see my note in there? Mine's gonna be over 30. Then it doesn't count. Well, I'll that's do your, my best.
0: That's your own rule.
2: And then what did we learn? So, James, we'll start with you.
1: Um, what goggles do you wear? I am wearing 100% goggles. Uh, I have been for shoot, I couldn't even tell you 2013. I think I switched to them. Actually, what? man, it could have been at the very beginning. What no, model actually, are they? Uh, the Race aircraft. Flight. Racecraft, Racecraft, the newest ones.
4: Oh wait,
5: yeah,
2: the newest ones are like the Armegas or whatever. Arme, yeah, yeah. Dude, I want a set of those.
5: Can't even remember the name. See, you've never (laughs) seen them. (laughs) There's a
1: pair in here on Gage's goggle rack. I mean, hands down, most comfortable goggles I've ever had. So I've to switch out the lens now. I just feel like
0: that is the the goggle, Mm -hmm. the ticket.
1: Yeah, are,
0: are they on magnets or?
1: I uh, know there's just two clips on uh, one clip on each side, and then yeah, super easy and pop in and out and switch from tinted to clear and make it easy for you. Dusty, what goggles are you wearing?
3: The Oakley air brakes, the kind of same thing. You just pull yeah. a little lever and pop them in and out. I love them. I yeah, like, they look I like good the too. Peripheral vision of them too. Lots of peripherals.
0: I used to run Oakley crowbars back in the day. Like way back in the day. I don't even
2: know what that is. <laughs> Old goggles. <laughs> I like your Oakley's Dusty, especially with bell helmets. You get a real Tomac vibe going.
3: <laughs> I love them.
2: If you're going to go slow, look fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, what goggles? Uh Scott Prospects is what I'm wearing nowadays. I have a set of those. I have the logger ones. Did you ever see those? I have not, but I can imagine I what like they those. look like. They have a flannel strap Changer. and then um, the plastic looks like wood. On the trims and then just freaking gold on the face.
0: On the lens. Yeah.
2: They're pretty cool. Yeah. I think they're super comfortable. They're I nice they're, lenses.
0: Yeah, for sure. They're they are a pain in the ass to change the lens though. That's what I was gonna ask you. Worst goggles. I to feel change like every lens. goggle company now is going to that easy switch out. Yeah. But so like like the tear off post and the other post on the other side, um, you fold them forward and then you still have a bunch of the little like uh they're not really clips, but like the goggle lenses cut out for them. Yeah, they're like hook. They're like half yeah. hooks, half hooks or really, whatever. There's still a bunch of those. Plus, you have to line up the um, where you unfold it from the uh, like the tear off post, like where you unfold it right there. You have to line those up too. So it's it, they're kind of a yeah. pain in ass, but they're super comfortable. So.
2: I raced the fair one year and I tried to switch because it gets dark at the main, you
1: know, for fair. And I tried to switch to clears on those goggles and I gave up. See that? Yeah, that was my whole thing. I'm like, I need, I always forget to switch goggles and, or the lens at least. So I was like, you know what? As soon as these come out, I have to get them because I was willing to make a switch to a company that had yeah. the easy clip in and out. Well, just because I was forgetting, I'm over there trying to change out a lens and it's taking me forever. So yeah, the easier the better. I'm going to have to look into those. I like them.
2: Just have to find a dirt bike shop that'll order me on. Yeah. <laughs> Gage Moment MX Connection. <laughs> How's it going? Um, what goggles you wearing?
4: I switch between EKS and 100%. We got a little bit of both and they're both great goggles. Um they vent well. You know, I I one thing I don't like about goggles is they fog up. If you got a set of goggles on, especially riding in this colder weather, you start to fog up, and it freezes. It's terrible. But uh, both those seem to vent pretty well, so they're
2: good. Do your Oakley's fog up, Dusty?
3: Uh, yes. yeah. They? When they're extremely cold outside, and you go yeah. indoors, yeah. It
2: was EKS X-Brand. Is that the same thing? Yeah, EKS X-Brand, yep. yeah. What goggles wouldn't you buy?
4: I don't know. I had a lot of different goggles over the years. One of my favorite was the old Scott Voltage. The old Scott Voltage was good.
0: Dude, I remember those, but those made everybody look angry all the time.
4: That's what's kind of cool about them.
0: <laughs> I wear oh, I actually have about
2: four or five different brands of goggles. From a hundred percent, I have Oakleys. I have Havoc's, Scotts. I have a set of Spies. My favorite are the Oakleys. But my second favorite is Spy.
3: You have the front lines, don't you?
2: I have Oakley front lines, which the lens is shit to get out of. Yeah. But they have those prism lenses in them, which is like their high def version of Oakley lenses, and they're like super cool. As far as like the way you can see the ground, yeah, it's very clear, the especially out. like low light. You know, you can see um, how I, the terrain, like you know, when light gets weird, you can't see like little bumps and yeah. stuff. They're very,
1: they're very good at that. So that's what I was thinking is, I mean, there's so many goggle companies now, but there's only, I would say, 10 at the most that are the easy uh clip in and out. Right. Yeah. So what are, I mean, there's Oakley, 100%. The What was the other brand?
4: EKS doesn't have any yet.
1: <laughs> Those don't. are the only two yeah. I know Those of. Those Havocs the, are what?
2: magnetic. Oh, they? yeah. Well, um, the ones I have now aren't. The smaller, oh, cheaper yeah. ones aren't magnetic.
1: I, I thought Scott... Did make a set that was uh, magnetic as well. Maybe or they do. That, that there is a set that is uh, clip in and out super fast.
2: I bought the havoc ones that are held yeah. in with magnets because I thought that was super cool, but <laughs> they're so big. Yeah, I put them on and you look like Master Chief from Halo. Like they look like ski goggles yeah. almost. And so I ended up. Oh, giving... Dragon. I think Dragon. Did you see oh, Fmf oh, is yeah. making goggles now? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's his butt Where is them? Uh,
0: Osborne. Osborne. Uh, those are hundred percent, hundred percent. FMF they, yeah, did the collab, collaboration. Oh, okay, yeah. that's pretty neat. Yeah, I think they look pretty sweet too. Yeah, it's yeah, weird. It, it is weird to see FMF on a goggle strap, though. I yeah. will give you that. That is weird. <laughs> Mike, what do you think of uh, indoor track? I thought it was good, dude. Um, I'm not sure the reason of all the crashes and all that stuff. Because looking at it, I thought the track was fine. I really did. Um, it looked fun, honestly. Like, it looked like a good time. It looked like something I would want to ride, for sure.
4: If you weren't doing a lot of the triples, I think it was pretty good. Some of those triples were a little...
0: Yeah, the, the one that, like, semi, like, I thought that would be super hard would be that triple in the center. But that was one that you were either going for or you weren't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We all know somebody that was going for it. <coughs>
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gage, how's Ezra doing?
4: <laughs> well, yeah, he went for that. It was a third lap, and I get his mentality because he came at it um, the lap before. He said he was in second, and he kind of was rolling on, and he let off at the top, and he almost cased into the landing. And he still doubled out. And he's like, Well, I'll just leave it on this next time. And he's on a YZ 125. He just wanted another bike for another practice, and uh, so he came around the corner of the next lap, left it on, got into over front end dropped, and he augered it in hard, broke his wrist 13 screws and two plates later. Um, it was a, a bad deal, but you know, his, his own mistake, he just thought he had it. I would have rather seen him be in third and clutch the hell out of it, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's. What happens sometimes? We um, just went to the hospital on Thursday, and they said he's three more months out.
3: Yeah,
2: Boy. Ouch! Mike, your yeah. announcing was pretty funny during that. <laughs> <laughs> so he wrecked. And all you hear is
0: uh, Gage Ezra's wrist is broke <laughs> over <laughs> the microphone. <laughs> Dude, the funny part yeah. of it happened on the track. Do you care if I say this? No, go ahead. Okay, so <clears throat> yeah, after Gage crashed or, or Ezra crash. I had told gage over the microphone like ezra or gage ezra just broke his wrist and uh so we all kind of meet over there or whatever and we somehow beat gage there still and you know we're all kind of talking to ezra and ezra is taking it like a champ dude he is he's just not he's not freaking out not doing nothing he's just kind of sitting there like yeah just just really broke my arm gage comes cruising up (laughs) with a coffee in one hand a cell phone in the other and he like peeks down and looks at ezra Then goes back to his phone. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Okay. See it. Hangs up his phone. Mom's going to meet us at the hospital. (laughs) Gage starts pushing Ezra's bike off. We haven't even stood Big Bird up yet. Like, dang. I forgot how tall he was, too. And, like, standing Ezra up became a task. Like, oh, shit, dude. We're still going. And, like, my arm is well above my head. But yeah, no. Ezra took it yeah. like a champ too. I was
1: Ezra didn't tell me over the phone exactly what happened. He just said that you know whatever he broke in his arm and uh, that he wouldn't be out that long. But he never did explain exactly on jumping the triple and that he was on a one twenty five and <laughs> yeah any of that. So well, he, he's going
4: to use that just for an extra practice and and kind of get the track layout a little bit better. He thought he might race in one one of the classes, but then um. Uh, when he jumped on, I, I figured he'd just do all the doubles and kind of feel the track out, because they got first practice. So second practice, is going to do his 250. And then I thought that's when he'd start busting out those triples. But he was trying to do those triple, triple on that rhythm section. Yeah.
2: 125, and he's almost getting them. Dude, it was fast. That was a fast track. It was fast, that triple, triple
0: section. Oh, yeah. If yeah. you yeah. nailed that, it was quick. Yeah. And it look cool? It did. Yeah, it did look good. I cou- oh. I haven't
1: gone to the races after Mike yelled at me at the one of the other ones. <laughs> I don't even remember yelling at you. What no, did I, what did I we, do? We we were talking right in front of you as you were announcing, and you were like, "Shh, shh, shh." And I'm like, <laughs> All right, sure "Sorry, should. man, sorry." Yeah.
0: <laughs> but no, it was our fault. So no, and it, like that microphone will pick a lot of things. So, yeah, like sometimes I I'll accidentally be talking to somebody with it on and. I can hear our conversation through the microphone. I believe like, Shoot. it. Yeah. You
2: need headphones. You said yes. a headphone. Yeah. <laughs> that would be nice. Um, this surprised me. Their day two numbers were 334. Yeah. Which I thought was crazy because when I started doing the film thing, like they weren't even breaking 300s for a
0: normal race. So I'm like, you're doing 334 on day two? Yeah. That was and pretty it, cool. huge. Seemed like a lot less people too. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like I noticed how much how many it was like a hundred less than yeah. the day before.
4: But first day, yeah, was it four hundred and
1: um it was four four forty something.
2: Yeah, it, it was up it there. was a lot.
1: Especially for a negative weather temp Right. weekend. Yeah. Right. I was in Arizona, so I that, missed it. Dude sorry, guys. <laughs> you yeah. Know. Who'd but, you leave who'd you leave there, James? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and <I> heard- yeah. <laughs> One come the, on I'm, i mean
4: obviously we were at the hospital all day with ezra because he had to have surgery and all that but <clears throat> um i heard one of the pro classes there's only three people that were on the lead lap that didn't go down
0: probably dude i i honestly think ryan peters was the only pro rider that, that, that didn't crash the whole weekend i mean logan Austin crashes brains out ryan did crash his brains out like, all of those guys, dude, Ezra, you know, it, it was just like a massacre of our friends, basically. And and I don't understand it, because I don't I don't feel like that track was dangerous by any means. I think it was just one of those things, like like a Friday the 13th thing, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it was just one of those weird days, you know? Maybe it was the sub-zero temperatures, because it That's was miserably I, yeah. freaking cold. I don't know what yeah. it was. Everyone's riding tight, and yeah, just yeah. Not, It was just one of those weekends where racing dirt bikes wasn't a good idea.
2: This is part of my rant when we get there later. Um, Teagan
0: Thompson update.
2: Yeah. Mike, you want to do that?
0: Yeah, dude. Uh, things sound like they're, uh, they're getting a lot better for him. Uh, he's awake and all that good stuff. For those uh, of you that don't know, yeah, Tegan Thompson took a very gnarly crash, uh, Saturday, that Saturday of the last indoor weekend. Um, things were super scary at first, but things have came around. Uh, He's breathing on his own. He's awake. He's all that good stuff. He uh, he's uh, in Lincoln, Nebraska, at a rehabilitation or not a rehabilitation. That sounds wrong. It's basically what it is. For, yeah. It's for TIB injuries. Yeah. yeah. So you know the brain injury kind of thing. Um, but man, it sounds like he is just making m- like an, a massive comeback. So I'm super happy to hear that. You know, sounds like did uh did he try out the deal that you called me about uh, on the. I, I don't know if they have tried the hyperbaric chamber yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. That was just something his dad was messaging me about. Yeah. And kind of wondering. Um, yeah, I mean, it
1: would be great to hear. Like, if they did do it, just to know exactly. I feel yeah. like for other people or any of that. But sure. And it. I mean, well, explain it, that, James. The chamber. You're I talking have, about hyperbaric chamber. Yeah, I haven't tried it yet, but yeah. um, I know uh, Jacko Strong made a homemade one, and mm. uh, I think I mean he was in it quite a bit. I think I. I would probably panic in that situation because you're just in that little area and you're trying to keep yourself calm and any of that. But uh, from the sounds of it, it's. Is it I cold? Mean, is it like cold? Is that what it is? I don't know exactly. Oh. I mean, I don't know all details on it. I know he built one um, himself, which I don't think I would recommend. But, <laughs> um, but at the same time, I think uh, it could be something that could help your body out. And uh, who knows, really? I mean, that's what i feel like would be great i know because i listen to joe rogan's podcast
2: a lot he's constantly talking about getting in that thing yeah like after training and stuff sure i believe it yeah
3: yeah
1: yeah i feel like i mean it'd be cool to try that uh still haven't done that um the freezing one yep, whatever that that one is or the ice bath and that type of stuff just to see right what what it does to your body especially
2: for an injury i always wanted to try an ice bath i've never done an ice bath i've always wanted to try and see if that makes a difference
4: Ezra and Ellie and I did it.
2: Do you think it helped?
4: Oh, well, <laughs> it's, it's really cold. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, it was after I was riding uh, one of the races, and I was really sore, and I told Sarah, like, let's try a nice bath. Well, I did it. I think it it, it did help. It was uh, something that I wasn't used to. I think it's something that you'd have to kind of work into. But since I did it, then both kids wanted to do it, and they were pretty young. Yeah. And, uh, Ezra did not like it. Ellie actually stayed in there quite a while. So I was, oh, you know, it's kind of crazy.
2: Yeah. Um, Mike and I, see how I did my grammar there, Mike? Nice. If you haven't noticed, Mike and I correct each other's grammar for about the first hour of the podcast.
0: Yeah, it's just kind of something fun to do.
2: Um, Mike and I were sitting there on Sunday, and you could tell, like, everyone was there, but, like, we kind of didn't want to be there. Not for the fact that it was day two. Like, there was just this weird, it was a very eerie feeling about Tegan because yeah. Tegan was hurt so bad. Like and like, I believe it. It's like everybody had a stomach ache, and then when we started getting better news that he woke up and he knew who yeah. his mom was and could feel everything, like it was it was freaking crazy. The mood that changed in there, it was just they, such a relief. They announced yeah. it at riders' meeting, you know, that he's woken up and stuff, and everyone's just like, "Let's go racing." It was freaking
0: crazy. Also, they had a GoFundMe for him, dude. It has. I cannot believe the how well that worked out for them. You know what I mean? It, that Maybe that's the way, wrong way to word that. Um, I'm so surprised by our community and how well everybody bound together and how well that that GoFundMe did for him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes. and the, the support. support. It, yeah. it is just incredible. And, you know, that that's like a very good thing to support. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for us we joke around with Ezra's broken wrist and stuff like that. And we joke around like it's almost kind of funny, not really, but it's like, it's just like a run of the mill thing for yeah. us. You know what I mean? Like that thing happens, but anytime it's a brain injury, it's so scary for us. Cause that's so outside of our norm for the most part, you know, that's, it's so weird. And you know, you hate to see something like that, especially with one of our riders that's been with us forever. You yeah. know, it's just it sucks no matter who it is. It just yep. really sucks when it's someone close like yeah. that. It's just
2: they had it at ten thousand and they had to up it instantly. Yeah, I mean it's just crazy the response again. That's a that's a true tribute
0: to yeah. the, shout the shout motocross out, community. Uh, yeah, shout out Which to uh, Brad Thompson for getting that going too. Yeah, that, that was fantastic. I've
2: played a lot of sports in my life and none of them have been
1: like that. It's yeah. freaking crazy. It yeah. is. I feel like it's always so rad to see that especially the South Dakota motocross community yeah. is all about supporting anything that goes on. So making uh, donations or trying to, you know, help, help someone that, that did get hurt. It's, I feel
0: like it's always been that way. What's crazy to I
2: me mean, because it's awesome. not even a team sport. Yeah. It's an yeah. individual
0: sport. Yeah. It is. And as soon as that gate drops, you know, it's every man for themselves. Right. Oh, yeah. As soon as that bike goes back into the pits, it's a family aspect, you know, yeah. it's a, everybody's here for everybody. But when you're on the track, it's all you and all yourself. But yeah. man, we're just such a huge network behind everything. Yep. You know, it's it's super cool to see it work out.
4: I mean, I actually pulled levers off my bike so someone else could race. Yeah, yeah. They snapped yeah. theirs and they didn't have any extras, and I was like, well, I don't have any extras now either. But I'm done for the day. Take my levers. Like, what if I snap them? Like, that's eh, not a big deal. We'll figure it out later. Yep. Yeah, not a big deal. I know yeah. a guy. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's just such um, a rad community to be involved in. Like, I'm yeah. I'm just. So happy with everything, the way everything's turned out. Like that's awesome. Yeah, it's super cool to see.
1: I always think too, in different areas, if it's exactly the same because you have so many competitive people that I feel like I don't know if it's just our area that is like that, or if everyone is always like that.
0: Right. But and you hope that everybody is is like our group and our community or whatever. Yeah. But you don't know. Yeah, Yeah. Like you said. Yeah. Like. But I've never gone to a race, like an out of state race or something like that, and felt really alone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, There's I feel like someone. you could always borrow the eight millimeter from the guy next to you or go ask this guy for some tire irons or whatever, whatever it is. You know, I feel yeah. like that's just the community of dirt bikes.
4: Like, Mike would saw off my front end in a corner <laughs> in a heartbeat. But if I bent my bars, he would I mean, take his bars off. <laughs> yeah, give him for sure. After, yeah. Or if he had an extra set in his trailer, big, yeah, yeah, here you go. Yeah, yeah. you know.
2: Yeah.
0: It's just, that's just the way it is. Yeah,
2: red to hear. Um, I noticed this, and I didn't know that I noticed it till later. Because I've heard people who have podcasts, they talk about this. Um, A lot of people were coming up and talking to me, and I don't know who they are. <laughs> and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. That's super cool. But they're talking to me like they know me. Like we've known each other for a long time and I don't know who they are I don't e- I literally don't even know their name cuz they didn't introduce themselves and it's from the podcast cuz I like the podcast I listen to if one of them dudes if one of them dudes walked in the room I would talk to him like I knew him cuz I kind of do right but yeah. there's people talk and I did not notice it happening I thought there was just a weird thing going around and like people maybe want some photos I don't know if you guys noticed this probably not you Mike cuz everyone knows who you are but like people are talking to me like they know me and I'm like super confused and who the hell are you? <laughs> I'm sure James gets that a lot. From the podcast.
1: I mean, and- yeah.
5: Oh, good work, I, I the one thing out. we missed, Gage.
0: <laughs> I called this
2: out. You know what's super fricked up? I was going to ask him if he shut the air compressor off. I'm like, ah, Gage is freaking good to go. He knows. It's off.
1: Dusty and I were just talking about it, too. Right as I sat down, I'm like, oh, the air compressor's right here? He's like, oh, yeah, Gage shuts it off every time.
0: Well, three out of four times he shuts it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Do we need to take a break? Is that a good cue for a break?
2: All right, break time. We'll be right back. Well, a couple of technical difficulties there, boys. Yeah. Gage, you get that sorry. air compressor. Calm down. That's yeah, that's funny because... sorry. Dusty and James thought about the air compressor. Didn't say anything. I thought about the air compressor, and I was like,
1: nah, gauge is squared away, dude. He's good to go." Yeah, I didn't think two seconds yeah. about that air compressor.
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: I was working on a bike, and I just <laughs> forgot.
1: I just figured. I mean, the box around it would just keep it quiet. <laughs> keep it quiet. James <laughs> is like, "This is episode four. These dudes know
2: yeah, what they're yeah. <laughs> doing."
0: <laughs> Did you notice James didn't flinch at all? Like I kind of flinched when that <laughs> thing kicked on. James, I, rock I think solid more nerves. because like we. I looked over there and I'm like,
1: "Oh, Gage got a new air compressor. Does he shut it off during the podcast? (laughs) Nah, dude, let her chew." Uh,
2: We're talking about how people talk to me weird, like they know me, yeah, because they've heard me talk for like six hours of their life now. Which it's cool, but it just took me by surprise, and I didn't understand it until I thought about it. Like, why is everyone? I won't name drop, but straight up, there was a dude following me around for a while like uh yeah like i was trying to walk around i had my laptop and i was like letting people pick out their pictures that i took you know so i could edit them and send them to them and was straight just following me around
1: that's cool i mean yeah i feel like that's what you're almost reaching out to those people that you've never met now you're kind of explaining all your life story yeah everything now everybody's gonna be like well shoot I mean, I know don't, this guy. Don't yeah. think it's a complaint. I, mean, <laughs> I don't want you to be scared to yeah. come talk to me. Like I'm pretty nice. It just caught me
2: by surprise, is all.
1: So there's a, a podcast that I follow and uh, I listen to, and then I follow them on social media, and I'm like, it's crazy because you're kind of seeing their like their life all in front of you. So it's like you almost know them, right? To where like if you ran into them, you'd be like, oh, I I kind of know you. That's right, but kind of like, do oh, really, yeah. 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 And they explain their whole, yeah. their, their life story on The other
2: there, thing so. I think is cool, I noticed when we were playing poker, people make jokes at other people that are from the podcast. Oh, really? Like, when we were playing poker, um, oh, Derek was like, what's up? Where, where was the invite? Don't you? care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Derek was like, hey, Alex... You want to play some music, and I think Zach was. <laughs> Zach goes. You sure you want Alex picking music? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. So that's cool. Um, you guys
0: want to do Super Duper
2: Cross? <laughs> oh, super Cross,
0: dude. Who's gonna win this title, Webb or Roxon? Roxon. Um, I
2: haven't heard. Did your guys' um picks change? Cause you had AC, which he's obviously
0: not gonna win. Stupid pick he was looking pretty good dude before the season started who wasn't gonna pick ac he's good for 15 Mm -hmm. minutes i'm always gonna be a five minutes no two and a half (laughs) (laughs) he rides really good for 15 minutes and then he's done he he did have some uh surgery going on with i think in his elbow or something that was messing up with the nerve or whatever yeah and so like i get it but i was just bummed that to see him not do so well. Who'd yeah. you pick, Gage?
2: Did you have Ken Roxon? You uh, kept dancing around and you're like, hey, yeah. I like Ken
4: Roxon, but I didn't think he had it in him, but I think maybe he does. I this could be his
2: year. So. Dusty, oh. you had Ken Roxon. Uh, it's my boy. Yeah. The people's champ. Mm-hmm. Did you see I, that whip video I sent you of him yeah. doing? Oh, disgusting. Ridiculous. Disgusting.
0: <laughs> How? How? How did you land, don't
2: even, bro? <laughs> don't even get it. It's like, like it looks like when he does it, his fender's gonna hit him in the back of the head. It's coming around <laughs> so fast. James, who who did you think was gonna win? I'm
1: Roxon all the way. Are you? Yeah, yeah, Roxon, and uh, I would say Roxon, Tomac, and then I was definitely yeah AC. I mean yeah, I thought for sure, but I had
2: uh, I had I, picked Cooper Webb, and I'm not gonna change just because I'm competitive. Even yeah. though I'm straight up rooting for Roxon. Pretty sure
0: Webb's yeah. going to win this title. Do you think he, so? Well, just watch the racing. You know what I mean? Like, he has chased Roxanne down in the last two laps how many times? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like this six-point gap for Webb, that's nothing. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I feel like he's like, oh, I might as well be leading this thing. He just has that mental confidence that, like, this is this is my program and I'm going to run yeah. it, you know? Um, Props to
2: Jason Anderson. He rode really well coming back. Yeah. Doing super yeah. crappy. Yeah, yeah, He he really got after it. I like seeing that. You know who's been a
0: huge letdown for me is Zach Osborne. Yeah, yeah I mean right? he just yeah. he just won the national title and everything. Like Mike, I seriously thought he was going to be our guy. First off, check out my range of
2: motion. Oh, look at you go! Monument health for you. Oh, look at raise that Both
0: hands. Yeah. Um. Two. I told you Zach Osborne was too damn old to be doing <laughs> this. <laughs> But dude, he comes off, you know, two lights titles in Supercross or whatever, plus the the national title and on a lights bike, and then a national title on a four fifty. Like, man, how did you not expect that guy to be a top three guy? Yeah. You know, yeah. like he's so fast. Do you think but- it's mental? Like you just you just won
2: outdoors, right? So like, do you think it's just like super mental? Like now I have to do good in Supercross, otherwise like people would question how I won outdoors. I don't know because
0: you kind of seen um, Ken or not Ken Rockson, um, Eli Tomac. Yeah, he, nice, good work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, you seen t- uh, Kenny, <laughs> no Eli win that Supercross title, right? And then he couldn't defend it outdoors. Like, yeah. He had won that title already three times previously, right? Three titles, I believe. Yeah, I think pretty so. sure he had won that title three times previously, um, and he couldn't back it up after he had won that Supercross title. So I feel like one title or the other really drains those guys. You know, like it's so much work and so much effort to win one title that once you do it, you know, that next season's almost kind of like a mulligan. Like you kind of you just get to reset for whatever that season is. You know, how many times yeah. did, did Eli Tomac not clinch that Supercross title? And then he finally clinches that Supercross title but can retain that motocross title. I feel, I feel like it wears on those guys. I feel like on a dork
2: level like me – You know when you're riding and you're you're in a good flow? As long as you're riding, you're in that flow. But as soon as you get out of it, it's really hard to get back into it. Yes. It's kind of like that with titles. Like you had this outdoor flow where everything's clicking, everything's going. And then as soon as you get out of that, it's really hard to jump
1: right back into that.
0: Sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. On a dork level.
1: I I for sure thought, Adam, (laughs) though, this last race, I'm like, man. He's looking good.
0: He's way up front, and then
1: field's too deep, bro.
0: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) too deep. Man, I will say Barsha has done better than I expected him to. I expected (laughs) him to be the one and done show pony that he has been. Yeah, I I remember you guys saying that too at the beginning. Yeah, and I'm like, man,
1: I wonder if he's going to just keep up on it the whole time. And And it was cool, yeah.
0: See him on the podium a couple of times. You know, props to him. That's awesome. And I, I think that 450 class is just so competitive right now, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah, you can't make any mistakes. and so, it's just intense. And the tracks, I, to me, they've been pretty rough. Yeah, like, it, uh, like breaking bumps, ruts, yeah, that, that style the of whoops rough. whoops, yeah. there's never, or at least I don't think I've seen, like, a full whoop section that isn't just blown out. Oh yeah, to where yeah. they're like they've actually been jumping the whoop section instead of blitzing through them.
0: Sure, and especially by the time they get to the four fifty main, you know those whoops are yeah. hammered. Yeah, man. You know, even some of those dudes are still blitzing them. Yeah. You know, that's what's crazy. Like
4: yeah. the last one, yeah. Tomac was still trying to blitz them a lot of times, and it was gaining him a lot of time. But
0: you know, that one time you mess up, you know, one time you, you mess sacrifice up. two yeah. laps of doing it good, right? Yeah. Like it's just insane. Yeah.
2: Dusty, we're gonna have to learn how to jump through whoops. Little ones.
3: <laughs>
0: ah, I'm still going
2: to
1: go around them. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of whoops. No. Thank you, James. I've, I've tried to have... Roger! Roger! I've had Gage try to teach me what to do through whoops. Because I'm like, I can never figure them out. they just no tell you to go what. fast? That's all these guys do. They're yeah, like, go as like, fast oh, as yeah, you can. Just click up a gear, pinch your knees, and you'll be all right. I'm like, no you're way. going faster now. <laughs> what do I mean? <laughs>
0: it is uh, dude it's yeah it's just like you just have to figure out that balance of when to squeeze when to relax when to breathe like yeah. it's, it and it's cool once you do it but i'm like i still just pinch as hard as i can death
1: grip and i'm <laughs> still <laughs> bouncing all over the place but we had yeah. some good
4: times out the grass yeah. yeah those whoops but those still every mild.
1: time i mean just bouncing all around and
4: See, I love those ones because they're wide open and like I can't go fast enough. There's not enough room to get enough speed to go any faster. Yeah, We had competitions but. out there and we hit them probably sometimes. hundred some oh man, I
1: tried it a couple times and I'm like, I'm just going to see if I can wheelie through them slow or something. <laughs> <laughs> just change it up. Don't wheelie through those. Those will cost you a knee. Yeah. Caught me
5: once.
2: <laughs> um, do you guys like the layout, the Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday layout? For
0: the most part. It's kind of for, been weird lately. I like that. Yeah. I, I do, it, but Tuesdays become very stressful. They're no longer Taco Tuesday. They're Supercross Tuesday at work, trying to get a team picked, trying to help all you guys that don't quite watch or is as deep as I am. You know what I mean? Like with the injury reports and all that stuff, it, it gets a little intense for me.
2: I, I can't even handle Saturdays. I didn't make my picks. What? Yeah. What the hell was I doing?
0: Come on! I was man. doing
2: something busy, and I looked You're at my phone. Pumping and like, gas. Yeah, but I don't remember what I was doing before that. When I was pumping gas, I looked at my phone. It said forty-five minutes till picks are due. I'm like hell yeah. So I get home, and then I have family in town, and then my mom's sitting there talking to me and shit, you know. And then like I open it up, and it expired. Didn't
1: pick a team. Any anyone
0: for the Oops. last race?
2: Yep, zero points.
0: Big old goose egg. So
1: bad. I'm not too sure with Fantasy Supercross. So is there a chance to win money on this? Do you win prizes? How does this exactly?
4: It depends on what uh, league you're in.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. So like I'm in uh, the championship league or whatever. For a the, bike or something. I yep, think. So yeah, the, yeah. So the winner okay. of that gets a YZ450F or whatever. Okay. But you can create other leagues like free leagues. So we yep. started the SDMA league. And that's um, a free one. And it's a free okay. one. That's the one that we're all in together. And so Chris, how many spots did you drop by not picking a team?
3: Um
2: I was I think I was top ten and now I'm at least sixteenth or seventeenth. Yeah. So it's like a fairly competitive group. That's twenty
4: twenty five in our group. The race before yeah. that, James, I got yep. hosed
2: too. I made like pretty decent picks. And it was at the indoor race, so like I'm not watching it. Yeah. I looked at two fifty results and three of my four dudes for two fifties were at the very bottom. Oh,
1: man. I was like, oh. So then you're just down, down, down. One now, got there... three
2: points. One got nine <laughs> yeah. points. These dudes are like, "How many points you get?" I did bad. I got 118. I'm like, I got 39.
1: Nice. <laughs> Who's sitting at the top right
0: now? Then, dude, uh, Luke Beston's crushing it. Yeah, Luke. Okay, Luke's killing us right now. But uh, you know what was cool? Not cool, but um, so the night that Tegan got hurt, he's the one that won that our group. He scored the most points in yeah. our group for that night. So that was kind of like crazy. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I thought that was kind of cool. Like, yeah. So, wait. Now, does the whole group win the bike or does one certain? Just just the one certain person. So, okay. So, it's like 35 bucks or whatever if you want to sign up for motocross and supercross. Okay. And so, each week, there's multiple prizes. I think they do prizes all the way down to 25th place or something. Or 20th, okay. maybe. Okay. Each week, and then at the end of the year, wherever your points stack up against everybody else in the game, yeah, you know, if you're that specific rider or that specific person that had that good of a team all year, you're the one that's going to win the bike or whatever. Okay, so, that's yeah. like Three. out of like fifty thousand people. Yeah, okay. it's, it's it's pretty big, dude. It's yeah. not really,
4: But then he's in uh, industry idiots. Yeah, and that's so a money league. It's a okay. money
0: league. So I paid a hundred dollars to enter or yeah. whatever, and so Damn! <laughs> so each week. You know, you have the chance, like, if, if you win first place on just a weekend, you win 300 bucks. Okay. But if you win it overall, it's like a $10,000 payout. So it's it's super worth it. And last yeah. year, I got 93rd out of the world. So I had, or no, 96th. So now I have a 96th number plate. Sweet. By my name and yeah. tagging and all that stuff. So it's it's pretty yeah. sweet, dude. You get pretty into it.
4: <laughs> blah, blah, blah.
2: I'm Mike Neal. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> My they do routine. like random yeah. giveaways too. When everyone signed up, weren't they giving away a pit bike?
0: Yeah, they gave away a TTR 110. Yeah, and this is all sweet. through
2: Pulpamex fans. Oh, okay, yeah. dude, it's pretty sick. Yeah,
0: it's
1: I keep saying I'm gonna try to jump on that. It's a lot of fun, it it is yeah. fun.
2: it's stressful though, especially when they it. switch 250s in the middle of the supercross season. <laughs> you don't yeah. have dude, any idea what these dorks are gonna do. I had,
0: I had um, Jeremy Martin and Carson <laughs> Brown, did you? Yeah, I had so. Alex Martin. Oh yeah, that worked out about as good as my Jeremy Martin guy, Yeah, so,
4: uh, <laughs> They both crashed and
2: didn't finish, so. Yeah, it was no bueno for the Martin Bros. Um Summer Cup. What is Summer Cup? That's all you get. Gauge 10. <laughs> <laughs> uh Summer Cup is a three event series we're gonna do consisting of Moto Limbo, which if you if you guys don't know what that is, um, it's where you get a real real um, sweepy corner. We put up a limbo bar, and we see who can get the lowest in the corner. Uh, two, that'll probably be at Mike's Precision Excavation. is going to do the dirt work for us on this. Um, two will be a step-up. We won't have a bar, but I'm thinking I'm going to go sit on a mountain and see. I'll probably take pictures yeah. and see who gets the highest. Mean. So two is step-up, and then we're going to have... That'll probably be at Farmingdale, and then we'll do a Best Whip competition. That'll probably be at Mike's. That's going to be sweet. Yeah, it's going to be super cool. Um, Dusty, requirements to participate. When I first asked him this, he said no two strokes. Oh, Oh,
4: man. Uh, I just got mine running good, too. Yeah, yeah, right.
2: Got a new crank seal in it. It runs great.
3: I'm not quite sure about the requirements yet.
2: We were kind of going to do, we were kind of going to do, try to do two classes, but we're not going to have anyone below a, like a B rider do it. Right. Cause we don't want everyone in the, oh, I could throw a whip and they just you know, do the handlebar thing when they jump, you know, and we want it to be safe. So we kind of want people to know what they're doing, but. So
1: how does it work though? If you're doing the one at Mike's, but let's say Farmingdale, one spot. Or is it like yep. you go out and you find your, your
3: spot? That's where I'm gonna try to get this ramp going. Yep. And we're okay. gonna use it. Yep. Okay. So everybody has the same playing field.
2: Yeah. Sweet. I'm gonna I'm not riding it, I'm judging it. I'm gonna yep. get my judge pen and paper out, my oh. nice straw hat. I'm yes. gonna judge it. Dusty,
0: are you riding or judging? I'm riding. I think, I think I'm gonna ride it. Are you gonna no, ride it, Mike? Yeah. Gage, you can ride it? I'm gonna give it the so, best try. What are you so, riding?
4: A YZ two to be two-stroke?
2: <laughs> Dude, I so, think it's going to be fun.
1: With so, the step-up, though, with the ramp, I mean, if you're – would you just push it up, move it back? So,
3: I think whoever is going to sign up for it, I think we should have a day of practice so yep. everybody gets used to it. Then we'll push it back to where it needs to be, and then everybody can play with their suspension and just from see. there. Yeah, And whoever just gives it the goose. Yeah, and, see how high yeah. you can get. And there's, sweet. there's a good landing for it, so you yeah. can overdo it. So, so is the ramp bit. gonna be more like super kicker you were saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh. Just because the landing's thirty feet freaking tall yeah. anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be.
4: There's really an age perfect. age handicap on this, right?
3: <laughs> yep. <laughs> For sure. I haven't figured out the
0: logistics 100. percent How about a knees <laughs> handicap? Mean, if you have two bad knees, do you get a handicap? Bro,
2: you're not gonna like the step up then. <laughs> yeah. It's like welcome knees. We're gonna launch you yeah. in the air.
0: Nothing's ever good on the knees, dude. It'll be Um, cool, though.
2: That'll be a lot of fun. So, are we going to have a payout for this thing? I don't know what we're going to do yet. There's going to be some kind of prize. I just haven't came up with it yet.
0: What about the trophy? be sweet. (laughs) We're
2: going to build an obnoxious trophy. It's Like, so obnoxious, you don't want it. (laughs) You have to give it back. Yes. Yeah, but next... (laughs) It's a traveling trophy. Yeah, when you... If you win, we'll put a little freaking plate with your name on it and the year on the trophy and you get it for that whole year, but you got to give it back to us for the next year. But I'm just going to make it yep. obnoxious. So you hate storing it. You kind of even don't want to win. <laughs> That's going to be awesome. Yeah. I don't know if there's a payout. We I might mean, try to get some prizes and so stuff together. That'd be cool. What about
4: James? Is he going to be in this?
2: If you want to ride it, James, you're
1: in. I mean, Maybe uh, the step up and best whip, but the <laughs> I mean, you can't, you shit, can't why do not? turns. Yeah, two out of three well, ain't bad. We'll give it a shot. Since Gage can't ride it with his two stroke, he'll teach me. Right. The turn, the br- right. <laughs> we'll split it. Can we get both of our names on it? Yeah, we'll like put. Like I got a we'll trainer to put <laughs> James Carter assisted
2: by yeah, there yeah. Go. Gage Molman.
0: full that, trainer for that. That should be pretty sweet though. Like yeah. I, I feel like it'd be a good time. Something different, and I. I hope we get, like, some good good dudes to do it, too. Like, yeah. Ryan, I want to see Ryan Peters come down and do it. Like, I think that would be sweet. Yeah. yeah
2: I think it would be fun. And we'll probably do one a month. Yeah. Like, we'll do Moto Limbo one month, step up the next yeah. month, just so it's a little more spread out. And then maybe we'll have a get-together
0: here think, or somewhere else. And Yeah. Give, it'd be sweet to get, like, you know, Greg, Donovan, Ryan, those guys to, like, really kind of edge it out a little bit. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, it would be cool. Well, if you get, yeah, we'll see. We don't want too many
2: people to, I just don't want people to ru- do it and they're riding over their head because sure. they think yeah. they can whip, you know. And if you're going to do it, you need to do all three because it's the average of three. Yeah.
0: That's how we're going to score you. Dude, you know who well, might it? be a sleeper in that? Logan Austin it, Yeah. Uh, we need to have him on. He'd be good on here. Yeah, for sure. I bet, I bet Logan does pretty well in that. Mm. Yeah. I think that'd be fun.
4: He's a good technical
2: rider. Throws good whips. I think. Mm, I think James has best whip covered though. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry everybody. <laughs>
1: if it was a ramp, but dirt yeah. jump. We might have him on dirt. Uh. Whenever we were jumping the step up out at Mike's. Joel. No. Oh. Yeah. Dude, he was freaking killing it. Yeah. He throws some nasty ones, especially off of
0: that, and it was all just already rutted out and everything. So. Dude, there, were, there was one day they were jumping the big side. Joel was. Yeah. And, like, you would come around in the corner, and all you could see was the sun. And it was just blinding you. There was no chance I was jumping that. And, dude, him and uh, Tucker were just hucking that thing. Yeah. Tucker Hone. And it, I just couldn't believe that they were hitting that thing. Like, man, it was just so blinding. S- such a blind face going all the way up it. Yeah. Yeah, and Joel was cranking out whips. Like, dang, I dude, know dude, Your confidence has to just be through the roof right Seriously. now. Seriously.
2: Um, who else should we have judge it? I'm one because I'm not riding it. I don't know. Are you, are you riding it,
3: Mike? Zach. I think I'm gonna Zach. Zach. We'll do hey, Zach. Yeah, yeah Zach we'll have Zach do
2: it, and we'll yeah. get we'll get one more. Ezra? Ezra will still be busted up?
3: Or is he going to well, be He riding? might be
4: ready by then. Yeah. I don't know. Let's
3: see. I figure he'd Three do months. Ride. I'm going to yeah. give you
2: guys a pointer for best whip. If you Wherever my judge's table is, I'm going to get like a little four-foot table and set it up with a chair. <laughs> wherever the table is, while you're whipping, if you're staring at the table where I'm sitting, 10. Bonus points. Ten. I don't even care. <laughs> I can, Ten. Look, I can look
0: around in the air all day long. I can go straight and look right at you.
2: That's fine. You get.
0: I can look into your soul. You'll get more air.
2: points <laughs> looking at me while you're in the air than actually whipping. What if
1: I tear off? What if I do a tear off? Well, that would get me hot and bothered, too. I mean, I almost think, too... Uh, I guess I haven't really seen it around here that much, but the whole whip and grabbing your rear fender. I yeah. like that, too. Right. I, like I that. think it just I like looks that a clean lot. for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. but yeah. Simple and clean.
2: Yeah, When they turn ups, when they look back.
1: Or the, even now the the front mm-hmm. fender. Yep. Grabbing. I mean, Dude, I saw what this. is it? I don't, <laughs> know. don't know. Parsons I, does
3: a really good one of those.
1: Yeah. I saw
2: this video. On Instagram, and this guy just won a race, and it's the Akon song "Smack That." Ready to come to the finish line, oh, and yeah. he jumps it and just smacks That's the front cool. fender as yeah. hard as he can. That, that was, was Brett Q. Q. Oh man, was that funny, oh, dude? Actually, I did see that one. <laughs> yeah. It looked like he was having so much fun.
1: It was at the what's that? Arena Cross. Yep,
2: yeah. it was one of the Arena Crosses. One of the yeah, Crosses. Hoosiers or whatever. Hoosier? I don't know. Whatever that. Could have been I got distracted yeah. by him slapping yeah. <laughs> his fender.
0: Dude, Brett Q is such a gifted person oh on a gosh, dirt bike. Man. Oh, man. Yeah. His stoppies. He can do them for so long. Yeah.
1: So talented.
2: So what we'll do, I think, let's limit it to, should we do 10 riders?
0: Per let's, class? Or total? Hmm. Let's do... I'd say 10 per class. Yeah. I, I per feel per like it would be... do. I to have like 20 dudes out there, though.
3: But they're going to be different yeah. classes. So, I mean...
2: Okay, we'll do it different days, too. So,
1: what are the classes, though? It's Small bikes A&B. and big bikes? No, okay. A&B. Oh, A&B.
2: Yep, I don't want any. how do you know? Well, we know most of the people. Yeah. So, we'll do A&B. Yeah. If, you want, if you want to ride it, you're interested in Summer Cup, message me, Flat Tire Factory, and uh, we'll get you on the list. Because right now, there's one, two, three, four people on the list.
3: Well, <laughs> that, that could change so, later. Yeah. Yeah. Ten, ten for now, but... If there's a lot of people, may as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It'll be fun.
2: Just message us. Yep. I'll get you on the list, and we'll, we'll kind of keep you guys updated. I think it's going to be freaking sweet. It'll be a good yeah. time. Yeah. Good um. Vibes. While we're doing that at Mike's, too, um, since we're getting some equipment out there, we're going to probably change the track a little bit and then fix some spots of the track. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That double-double section we might change down there. That'd be cool.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Mike uh, wants I to like do it's... a supercross section on the other side of that berm, Oh. Okay. so we'll keep all the supercross kind of jumps over there yeah and make it more outdoor style for the rest of the track that'd be cool cool. yeah for sure so more safe
0: it'd be nice to break it up a little bit too you know for sure some dudes can go over here and ride ride that stuff or whatever and the other dudes can can be riding outdoors so hopefully every year we can change something on it yeah that'd be super cool it changes and mike's cool with all this yes yep yep. nice dude how easy how easy is it to approach that guy like super easy like yeah i feel
3: like he's a buddy to me now yeah i mean like
0: like, when we were contacting him with our clinic stuff, he was just so cool, easy to work with. Like, yeah, dude, I'm super down for all this.
3: He straight up said, I don't care what we do to our track. Like, we all owned it or something. Like, yeah. no, dude, yeah, it matters because it's your property.
0: Yeah. And he was like, yeah, when we were doing our clinics, he's like, I'll get up. I'll be, I'll have that track ready to go by 8. Well, that means you got up by, like, mm-hmm. at least 6 and you were disking that. And He loves it. Organ. Dude, he does. Yeah. It's yeah. just awesome.
1: And every Facebook response or anybody that asks questions he is on he's it on it dude, dude. he I'm is like, on top of that cow. yeah <laughs> yep. just yeah, a good time dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure try to
4: call this guy james carter one time oh, <laughs> yeah i
1: have dude <laughs> Come on, you no. got a pre plan. I that. always have my phone, but yeah,
2: yeah, it just depends where when you're out on the NX list.
1: Connection, I'm like, oh, I'll call him back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's probably looking for money, huh? Yeah. That must be, <laughs> that must be okay, what
2: you say uh, when you see my yeah, name pop up. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, if I call, I back. I'll call you back in like a minute. You do, you're yeah, pretty, that's pretty fast. It. <laughs> it's just good to bust your balls. <laughs> That'll be cool, though. We'll do some uh dirt work while we're out there, too. Get some, I think it'd be cool to change some stuff, too. Yeah,
0: for sure. Um, but dude, it's super cool to see it, as far as Mike's has gone has gone, because I remember riding back there in like 2010. It was nothing, dude. Man, it it was insane. Yeah, I think first like, time
4: I went out there was like 2007. And yeah, it was like there. I mean, super
0: narrow. But I mean, it was still a place to ride. And it was oh, cool, absolutely, you know, yeah. it's just cool to see how far it's evolved. You know what I mean? I think so like, any chance that we have to help that guy, like I'm all about. He's he's killing it for us for sure.
4: I think it's like Robert Murphy and Chris Mitchell and those guys. Oh yeah. Going out there. And
0: yeah,
1: I remember always hearing about it and never went until actually this, uh, last year, 2020 first time I've only gone once, but (laughs) such a sweet place. Crazy to think. I mean, you hit the big, big side of the triple or whatever. So, uh, whenever I went, the big one wasn't there yet. So he built that. I want to say like a week after. Sure. But that's what I feel like. During, I mean, never was really here. So, I feel with COVID that that actually gave me the opportunity to go and ride there. Oh, so for was, sure. Yeah. All worked out good. It is such a fun track, too. Yeah. It,
2: it is. It's I a don't good know time. if
1: it's that fun on uh freestyle suspension. but <laughs> Is that a little rough? Yeah. Is, is your yeah, stuff so just super stiff or what? Dude, it was just so uh, jumping that, uh, the step up jump and then landing in those braking bumps. Just full on, almost over the bars every time. <laughs> it would just start bouncing the <laughs> rear end up that I'm like, gosh, this is so much fun. Love it. But the day after, I did not feel the best. Yeah.
0: But yeah, all good. Worth it. Do you think your suspension's more stiff than, more stiff or less stiff than supercross suspension? I would say a
1: little bit. They almost set it up just like supercross. Oh, really? So a little bit. I mean, I would say maybe a little stiffer. But it, it, whenever I send it to them, I say, set it up like a super cross, maybe add a little bit to it just to kind of soak it up. But a little bit as far as like spring
0: rate or oil or like, what do you mean?
1: um, I just, I don't even know what exactly they would do to it at Enzo, but um, I just know that whenever you feel it, it's, it's not going to bounce back on you as much. So it's going to just be soaking it up for like a good landing. Now with the airbag landing, you really don't need it, but uh, yeah, it's wondering. hard to say. I haven't really felt super cross suspension, so he just, he just sends in his email. Give me what Tomac has. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so would so would you basically have fairly slow rebound then? So yes. so it yep. just soaks slow it rebound. up for a very long yeah. time. So whenever you're going
1: off the ramp, at least it's not bouncing up on you. Oh sure, and it but controls then, your yeah. pop a little yep. bit, I suppose. Yeah. So, so do,
0: do you ever mess with your clickers and stuff like that no, when you go somewhere? No, never. you just,
1: yeah. Just Half figure. the time I forget to set the sag on it, which <laughs> <laughs> I got to remember to do that. So.
0: <laughs> I'm over Come here asking YouTube. about clickers.
1: <laughs> nah, dude. <laughs> I was thinking about it earlier. I'm like, man, I need to set that up before I ride the bike. So, But yeah, I mean, uh I never mess with the clickers, I feel like now. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
4: What do they tell you to set your sag at? I don't even know. <laughs> I you would know
1: because well, normally it's
4: like you know between 95 and 115 most people yeah. run between 103 and 105 i don't know if that with that if they wanted a little on the stiffer side or not i, I they,
1: honestly don't
4: they give you paperwork with it
1: no no nothing
4: <laughs> oh maybe it is in there i'll check <laughs>
1: we'll have to find How's you a the, shop james yeah <laughs> seriously i think every time i've came in i i don't want I think one of the Hondas, I didn't even mess with it. I just threw it on, and I was like, I have to ride
0: it right now. So <laughs> It felt good yeah. since so kept riding. Does that yeah. ever stress you out, James? Like, uh, So I know you've had to haul your suspension across the world and then throw it on a, just a random bike. Does that ever stress you out? Like, man, I don't know where this bike is or it came from or what who owns it. I mean,
1: it? it used to, but I feel like not as much anymore. Normally... We know the people, but uh, like the show we just did in Dubai, used bike, um, kind of looked it over to make sure there wasn't a ton of sand in the airbox like there normally is, and um, put the suspension on, and I just kind of get that mindset of not like not overthinking what it is. Just be like, okay, it's my bike type deal. So You just almost I mean, put it past yourself. Like, yeah. Don't, don't worry
0: about it. Don't think about Cause
1: it. Because the, the airports have let some of the gas out on the rear shock before, so then- I mean, you would notice, of course, right away, but you stress about that and you stress about the bags not making it there, but yeah, I mean, it's all,
0: it's almost like a relief once you see that bike yeah, built, like, yeah. okay, we're good now, no matter what the yeah. issue is, we can cover it.
1: It's more of like, get off the plane, go to the bag check and you you see your suspension bag come out. You're like, okay. And you don't even open it. You just kind of see if it's still heavy. And once you kind of know that, then you're feel a lot better. Sure. Yeah. So
0: that's that's the more stress of it versus riding yeah. someone else's bike. Just making sure. Yeah. Has that ever happened to where you're like, oh shit, dude, I'm over here, no suspension. Yeah. Like now what? Yeah, the
1: actually the twenty twelve uh in Dubai uh flew over there, we were shocked, didn't show up. Um they I wanna say they like two date it to Dubai from LA. Um and then I got it, put it on the bike, and then that's whenever uh I ended up crashing. And I mean, after that, it's kind of, there's no way I would ride the bike without my suspension. So, it's kind of one of those things now. It's like, I need to know. Like, it's it's going to make it. Um, Minneapolis is pretty good about it. They still question. Uh, New York is a no-go. LA is a no-go. Atlanta, I mean, here and there, they could take it, but nobody tells you either. Oh, sure. So, then they just take it out of your bag, and they send the rest of your stuff. So, you
0: get it, and you're like, what the... And not then what? to get it back, yeah, you it's just such a mission. Dang. So so, so you almost know, like, what airports you can even fly out with yeah. with these, with, yeah. with your suspension, you know? So, like, uh, last year I actually flew through Minneapolis,
1: and now I, I put it all in a golf bag. So it's kind of not as obvious as a uh, gun case. Oh, yeah. So then they're not checking it so much. But Is that what gonna, you were
0: doing before is the gun case thing? Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's whenever I flew to Dubai in 2012. I put it in a gun case, and then, of course, they went through it in question everything but uh yeah last year they went through the whole bag everything was spread out on the table and I was already stressing coming home at least so it it wasn't bad on uh knowing if my bag would make it I'd be all right sure like you already had done the show and everything yeah Yeah. and then uh I hear my name over the announcement and I'm like oh my gosh great they're gonna freaking ask me questions on the whole bag check out of the airport go back down to the office let them know uh and i go in this room and their parts are all over the freaking table and the guy's like yeah i try to call this dunlop company to figure out what this stuff was and i'm like the dunlop company what do you mean you were trying to and he's like yeah that's what's on the the fork guard here i just saw the name dunlop so i called i was trying to call this company i'm like
0: and they didn't know that's a tire (laughs) company
1: yeah, they had yeah, no, no joke. No, Are no you kidding clue. me? Yeah. So then uh, he's going, I mean, everything was just not how I had it in the bag. So um, he's like, I explained to him, showed him the book. This is what I do. This is what it is. This stuff has traveled everywhere. And he's like, all right, well, yeah, I guess that sounds pretty good. So he just threw it all back in the bag and just let it go. And But it comes back always uh, tore apart. So nothing is... I mean, your suspension is getting scratched. Your pipes are getting dented.
0: I mean. It's never the way you pack. Yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. But,
1: yeah. Uh, one thing go.
4: I like is how he kind of glazed over. He just got hurt in Dubai. Like, yeah, I was going to ask oh, you well. about that, too. I mean. His rear shock came yeah. apart during mid-backflip. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, the suspension, instead of pulling him around, it just flopped. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he it, didn't. Well, it, there
1: was it just nothing. Release, it just, right? Yeah. No, it just stuck. So, there was no. No, no release. Rear, yeah. Okay, So it didn't compress down, it didn't, like, it was just like if you put... And then he snapped his femur,
4: he snapped his femur and got knocked out. Yeah. So then Todd Potter, I guess, walked up, seen this catastrophe laying in front of him, and seen his leg all laying all wonky off to the side, he's like, that doesn't look good, so he kind of straightened it out for him. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, so now after that, I after I switched (laughs) suspension companies, and now that is, like, the, the must... There are certain guys that will show up and ride stock suspension if their suspension doesn't show up, but yeah, there's no way, no. man. That what, is like, so me.
0: what company you go through for your uh, Enzo? Oh yeah. Yeah. They do a fair amount yeah. of motor stuff too, don't they? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean,
1: gosh, they do so many people and, uh, they just, uh, whenever I sent this last stuff in, I just said, set it up like, uh, Twitch's suspension. Hmm. I know he runs his stuff stiff. Um, has never complained about it. So I just figured, you know, let's see what it's like. And I actually got it put together. I didn't even take it off the stand to feel it. (laughs) 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 Kind of forgot. So you so.
0: you haven't even rode your Cowie yet, huh? No. Dang, no, I, I know. Are you well, itching? the one
1: day out in, uh, yeah, farm, I, saw, I saw stuff. him yeah, write we'll it. You guys, yeah, that was all stock yeah. stuff, though, right? Yeah, that don't count. Man, I don't know how you guys do stock stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever has it, there's just, Pretty I just, you, you gotta set your sag, is the key. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're sagging, then stiffen up the click or some. But I should have, uh, maybe done that before. But yeah. that's crazy because if I move like three clicks,
2: that's all I can think about. Is that really? the whole time yeah. that's all I think about I'm like eh. I mean, do I like this do I, just, I not like
1: this? I don't notice a huge difference because on my Hondas I've done it but I've only done it I've had gauge change the oil in um on the suspension quite a bit but I've only done it like right before that I'm like, oh this feels soft. I'm just gonna click them in a few and I'm like oh, it feels the same. Whatever I'll just see if Gage can change <laughs> change the oil in a day or just get it done for me. Yeah, but we're getting down the rabbit hole.
2: We're not even there yet. Eh. Yeah. So summer cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's what we were talking yeah. about. Message me if you want to ride it. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, Gage's tech tips. Something new we added. Gage, do you have a tech tip for us? Yeah, I do. So with uh, suspension, you know especially
4: the front forks, you want to make sure that they're parallel and obviously aligned. But with being parallel, what a lot of people don't understand is on the right fork leg, that fork, the axle should pull all the way through the fork leg. Um, a lot of people will bang their um, axle in with a hammer. It mushrooms the end. And it won't allow it to be... Flush? Well, it'll mushroom the end so then when you suck everything together, it'll pull the forks in.
0: Oh, Sure. Because the one side's not going flush inside. The yeah. right side isn't going yeah. in all the way. Because generally
4: most of the front axle should almost every bike should be slightly recessed into the the axle holder. So you always want to make sure the axle pulls all the way through the right fork leg. And then the proper way to set them up, you want to tighten the axle nut first. Uh, the pinch bolts, you want to torque them down Generally, it's 14 to 16 foot-pounds. Um, you want to do the left side f- first, and then uh, i gently compress the s- suspension and leave the right fork leg loose, so that way i will align the forks. But if that axle can't pull all the way through, your forks won't be aligned properly. And it's really hard on the bushings. It dirties up the fork oil real bad and uh, not a good thing because it'll have a lot of stiction, and it will bind so as you get closer to bottom out, It'll really bind the suspension because as it's going through the stroke, it's really trying to put pressure on the bushings.
2: They're going like they're getting pushed almost out instead of straight up. So, what you're saying, there's a lot of outward force on them because your forks aren't straight.
4: Yes. So, because you
2: slammed your axle in with a hammer.
4: Yeah. So, if you're ever going to put your axle in, make sure you use a rubber mallet, a, a dead blow, you know, with rubber ends. Or if you don't have that available to you, use a wood block, but you always want to make sure that, that axle will pull all the way through that right fork leg. If it doesn't take it to a grinder, uh, file belt sander and make sure that you can actually pull all the way through. Cause if it can't, then you can't get that alignment because it'll always pull that fork
1: in instead of allowing it to float properly. I mean, I kind of feel like that was pointed at me gauge <laughs> <laughs> right after you got I done kinda, talking. Yeah. I feel like, uh, I've called Gage so many times on that because I, as soon as the front end twist, I remember him always saying, Well, you didn't tighten something up. So I've called him so many times to ask him, Wait, how do you tighten down the front end so it's not going to move on you? And it's been identical. I don't know why I haven't saved it in my phone because I still call him and ask him that. <laughs>
4: well, and especially if you take the forks out and put it back in, one thing you really want to make sure you do is wipe them down with you know acetone or some sort of contact cleaner because um, if the forks have any kind of oil on them at all, it acts as lubricant. Aluminum on aluminum is very sticky and it won't allow your front end to twist. Um, as far as axle alignment, as far as your forks being parallel... Um, you want to make sure that that right fork leg will pull all the way through. Because if not, you'll get some bad binding and it's adds sticking. It's not a good deal. So.
0: And for me, it's one of those things like, I know there's a wrong way to do this, so I have to stop and think. Like, okay, yeah. hold on. What's the right way to do this? You know what I mean? Like, I always have to stop and think. And I'm, yeah. how many tires have I put on my freaking life? Not, not as many as gauge, obviously, but still, like, holy smokes.
4: Well, a lot of times you have to tighten that right fork leg down just so you can uh, tighten the axle nut. Then you always want to loosen that back up. Because um, that loads the bearing, it pulls everything to the, the left side. You know, I should almost say clutch side and throttle side, because it, people, if you're looking at the bike from the front, it's different. But anyway, um, and that's always a good time to check your spokes. Make sure you don't get anything loose. Um, make sure you check your tire pressure every time for your ride. Uh, another good tip is on your stem nut. Always back it to the cap and never to the rim. Um, that's a huge thing. If you don't like that gap because you think dirt's get in there, then get a rubber grommet that goes on there. Honda come with them stock, but you can buy them aftermarket also. Bolt sells them, and we sell them here at the shop. But uh, you never want to run that nut to the rim because then if the tire happens to rotate on the rim, it'll tear your stem, and it causes a lot of problems especially in mini bikes because a lot of them don't have rim locks but even on some of the big bikes if that tire slips at all it'll put extra stress on that uh, on the tube and it'll strip the stem right out of the tube where if you back it to the cap you'll see your stem leaned over and then you know you gotta let the pressure out release your, your rim lock and realign the, the stem so
2: it's straight again hmm. Dang! there you go Take gauge tech tips That's like I need a little tune to play with it and I think it's this one if any got any questions you can always call the shop
4: and uh i can help you out
0: for sure 605-718-9727 hey very good mike do it again it's a number thing i don't know
2: (laughs) um should we take a little break before we get into james's stuff yeah Yeah, for sure we'll have to buckle up for that one i got about 13 questions
0: on here and i'm sure there's going to be more There's probably going to be 14 rabbit holes during that. Yeah. She's going to get deep. Yeah.
2: (laughs) All right. We'll be back. This is a good comeback song. We're back. Welcome back. Flat Tire Factory Podcast. Episode four. We're going to talk about James
1: Carter for a little bit. James, where are you from? A uh, small town right outside
0: of uh, L.A. called Lake L.A. I California. was lied to. Dude, I thought you were from Rapid City. This I was, time. too. Really? I did, too. Yeah. I announced crazy. it earlier. Out of Rapid City, South Dakota. If I don't know, you're well, from I California. Mean, oh, shit. But I live here. From here. How'd you get here?
1: Uh, Well, crazy story. I mean, it would take hours of explaining the whole situation, but, uh, yeah, it came from a small town right outside of LA, um, in the middle of the desert called, uh, Lake LA. Uh, there was no lake there. The lake was gone. This was probably also a lie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the day, I think there was a lake and, uh, I'm sure if you Google it and you type in uh Lake LA, California, looked amazing. Looked super cool back then, uh probably before I was even born, but uh it ended up being not the greatest place. And uh yeah, my family just said we're gonna move somewhere. It's gonna be uh Montana, Wyoming, or South Dakota. They flew up here, bought a house, flew back, packed everything up, and we just left. Dang. That and was you it. just
0: ended up in Rapid then, I'm assuming. Yeah,
1: yeah, Rapid City. They uh bought a house right out um, by the mall area, kind of back behind there, on a couple acres, and sure. oh, actually out by uh, freaking Dalton's. No, Elkville. Oh, okay, oh, yeah, yeah. The Denny the, Rays. Yeah, Denny Rays out by Elkville, literally yeah. a block away, and um, McPhersons were out on that road yeah, too, aren't yep, they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, but that crazy. was yeah. I didn't know anybody at that time, so yeah, just randomly picked Rapid City <laughs> and it's been the greatest thing though.
2: Did, did so, you know that? Yeah. You true. did? Oh yeah. I've been lied to for a long time
1: now.
0: I oh, seriously yeah, thought crazy. you were a rapid local. What, yeah,
1: what, but you were
4: you, he how old were you when you moved out though? You were like 14?
1: 13 13? or 14. So yeah. And I mean, I feel like I I don't know if I need to explain to everyone all the time on exactly the whole growing up and where I was and everything. So <gasps>
2: So I always uh, open the wrong yeah, thing. No. Sorry, sorry. We're gonna out. have to redo his intro, like right now. Yes.
0: <laughs> Lakeview, yeah. out of Lake L.A., California, James Carter. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds actually pretty good. Lake what LA, the hell, LA? dude? Did yeah. I nail that place, Lake L.A. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay, good deal.
1: Yeah, but um, I mean, I like to say that I'm from here. I rather. Um, of course, yeah, grew up out there, but being from here, I feel like this is the the life that I kind of remember more of type deal. Sure. So, uh, And it has gotten
0: me uh, where I am today. So. Even like, so Scooter and I came down and visited you guys in California there for a little bit. Yep. You did not feel like that was your home. You no, know what not mean? at like, all. I, yeah. could, I could always kind of tell like you just weren't like comfortable there. You yeah. know what I mean? Like everything just kind of seemed like for the time being this is what we're doing. Yeah, even um
1: being down there and of course still have friends where I grew up, but uh I mean uh, being what we were an hour and a half from uh kind of where I grew up whenever we lived in uh, Temecula area. Oh, okay. And um so yeah, but I never really even went there. Uh there was there's been a ton of movie commercials that have been filmed in that same area where I grew up and uh, I stopped through there going to uh, Vegas one day and just shot uh, some photo stuff and literally had like a guy all in black, long white hair, black hoodie. This is middle of summer, so it's 100 plus degrees out there. Black hoodie, uh, hoodie was on, looked super like out of a movie, creepy, walked up (laughs) to me and was like, if you don't leave right now, I will pull my gun out. It Dang. was the gnarliest thing. I'm like, uh, this is now. It explains why I, I didn't care for that place that much. <laughs> yeah, so, not kidding. Holy um, smokes! Of course, I appreciate where I grew up and how I grew up, but yeah, definitely different <laughs> than here. Dang, that's yep. intense. I I would have never expected that. Yeah, you've been bamboozled. <laughs> Crazy. I thought for sure you guys knew. Yeah, but I kind of do get that a lot because I don't. I feel like I don't really talk about that, and uh, I talked about it with Zach on uh a documentary deal he was doing for school and then uh we were doing a full write-up in a magazine kind of starting from day one as a kid uh growing up on bmx bikes and that type of deal and it explains it in there but yeah just have never really had that opportunity to go through the whole life story
2: see i would have known that if i had watched that documentary zach sent me but yeah, drop the Come ball, on, man. Well, this is bush league we're doing here. <laughs> At least he got it
0: sent to you. I don't even know what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't worry and about it. It's pretty yeah. highbrow
1: stuff. But we do plan on. I mean, it was pretty cool what he did on the whole life story. I just feel like there was uh, so much I missed, and the dates weren't really aligned. But for his school documentary, it worked out. But then we plan to do like a uh, a full like docu series on uh, from day one. That'd be cool. Up and, That'd be yeah. super sweet too. So. Just to try to add something different and kind of explain the whole background and show a little bit more.
0: Sure. Hmm. That's, we're
1: we're going to work on it today. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, how
2: did... You did BMX first, is that what you said?
1: Yeah, so it uh, actually started out uh, playing baseball. And I all I wanted to do was play baseball, uh, be a professional baseball player. And I was like, this is what I want. This is how I ha- I have to chase after it. And um, that town, like L.A., Baseball was good, but now seeing something like South Dakota in their sports is 100% different. That died off uh, pretty fast. Um, then I got a BMX bike. Seriously, all I wanted to do was build dirt jumps on, on BMX bikes. That was it. I didn't care about anything else. Uh, baseball kind of got pushed to the side. And then, um, yeah, rode my
2: BMX bike everywhere. You know what's freaked up is that's what I wanted to I loved baseball. I played baseball for 14 years, and that's all I wanted to do. Yeah. And then didn't. But my cousin plays for the White Sox. Really? That mother fricker. Really? Yeah, yeah he's a professional sure. baseball player. Dang.
1: That's pretty sweet. Yeah, good I've, for him. There you go, bud. Yeah.
2: <laughs> In case he's ever listening. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's a whole different style. I always think about that, like, and what if yeah. would have been, you know, chased after that dream or who knows? You want
2: some insider yep. information? Side note, you okay. know what league minimum is if you're on a pro baseball team? 400000 a year. Poor guys.
0: How so do I they like the make sense of meet? those things? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> league minimum. League minimum for a dirt bike rider is uh, yeah, you're bankrupt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hopefully your suspension showed up yeah. in the mail. Best way to make a million dollars racing dirt bikes is start with two. Then you're down a million for sure, at least.
2: (laughs) So how'd you get from BMX to riding a dirt bike?
1: Uh, So, I mean, everybody in our area had dirt bikes. and um,
2: This is California.
1: Yep, yeah. yeah. Uh, My mom met my stepdad, Bill, and uh, he had two daughters. Um, So he had a PW50 that his daughters were riding. And um, I got on that and kind of figured out the whole concept of, shoot, I don't have to pedal, I can just give it gas and I'll get somewhere. So, yeah, started riding the PW around in his yard and then um as time went on, you know, trying to think of that exact time, but uh I remember him having these older bikes. They were gosh, what year were Yamaha's with metal gas tanks? Like
4: like the DTs and stuff, like back in
1: the 80s. Probably yellow, black seat.
5: Yeah,
4: I've been. 80. Yeah,
1: but he had these, which were all apart, and he's like, "Oh, we'll get one put together, uh, that you can ride." Well, that never happened, so it kind of just kept getting put off, put off. But I was still so into BMX bikes that I didn't care that much. I just wanted a dirt bike, seeing my friends have them, and uh, so then yeah, we um, my grandpa passed away, and the whole deal was since i wanted a bike so bad a dirt bike my mom said she would get me one and uh it kind of would be coming from my uh grandpa on that part okay so um i can't remember the bike i got but it was like a little suzuki so at least i had a suzuki (laughs) hell yeah (laughs) um but it was like a almost what what would they consider it like a pw80 type deal so i had a ds80 did it have a headlight tail light No, no no So JR, but it was still pretty, they had a JR, yeah, JR 80. And, um, so I got that, which I thought that was the coolest thing. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) I mean, it was cool at the time being Suzuki. So, uh, but from there, uh, I kind of grew out of that and, um, I wanted something newer and we kept trying to figure out ways of how to get one. And my stepdad at the time was still like, oh, well, we could get these Yamahas put together and, Um, we finally went down to, uh, Chaparral actually, and kept looking at bikes there. And then there was one other bike shop. wish I could remember the name just to see if it was still open, but, uh, they had a used YZ 80 and that became like the bike that I just fell in love with and told myself I would never switch to anything else but Yamaha. Yeah. Thank God they put you on the right path. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) (laughs) But I remember, too, uh, getting my first motocross helmet, and it was a uh, no-fear. Do you guys? Oh, yeah, the Sobe no-fear. Yes, all the no-fear. That is all I wanted was no-fear. So this was around the time that Metal Militia started, like, was everywhere. No matter where you went, freestyle motocross started coming around. There was, um, gosh, I I have all. I still have all this stuff. too, of magazine cutouts that were all over my my whole entire wall of Twitch Metal Militia. So that's all I wanted. Brian to do like. Deegan, Brian Deegan, all those everyone, guys. Yeah, every yeah. single. I mean, all the Australian Metal Militia guys. Um, so then everybody had No Fear on. So that's what I was like. I want that gear. Uh, so we got a No Fear helmet, a No Fear gear. Didn't even have the YZ80 yet. Went out on the BMX bike and went, uh, just put my helmet on like shit. I'm the coolest kid in the neighborhood. Now new helmet, rode a wheelie on the BMX bike, front wheel fell off straight to my face with the brand new helmet Oh, on. oh my god! Smashed the helmet all up. Pretty much. I think, uh, we taped up the, the visor and I just kind of kept going with it. But yeah, I was waiting on that bike, but I was just like, oh, I have to wear the, the, the helmet at least. But, uh, so Yeah. Got the YZ80, and that's kind of where it all took off and um, learned so much on that thing that it would be uh, crazy to think if had cameras back then that
0: were on us at all times. Right. So, did you, so uh doing the transition <laughs> from BMX to the dirt bike or whatever, did you have aspirations of being a freestyle rider at first? Like, because you followed the metal militia dudes and all that stuff, or did you have any racing aspirations? Like, I want to go um, do some moto too. I mean, I I think I wanted to go and
1: ride the tracks or race or anything. Uh, we just, at that time, I feel like we didn't have the money to go and do that. Sure. So it was kind of like, if I can ride it, I have to make sure, like, I'm going with someone that knows what they're doing. So, um, yeah, all I ever saw, they're, I'm trying to think of the, the magazine company, because I would get it every, every month that it came out, I would make sure to get that magazine, and it, it was freestyle only. So that's it. all I was seeing. I can't really... Besides Jeremy McGrath and like having those video games back then. But uh, yeah, that's all I would see racing wise. But um, so I just saw that inside of shoot, I wanna do tricks on a dirt bike just like BMX and Dusty can relate to this Mm -hmm. so much being a BMX rider. And um, so yeah, it was back and forth. But I always wanted to try to go big, like freestyle riders at the time. But uh, I think I crashed probably about two or three times. Every time I rode. (laughs) So nobody like... I almost like it's like I got made fun of at that time. Because I was trying to wheelie on an 80, which is hard as could be. And uh, would always loop out. um, Always crashing on it. And yeah, it just kind of kept growing and growing. And just kind of had that mindset of uh, there has to be a way. What were were they doing in freestyle at the time? Like what was... Were there backflips yet? I don't think so. I
0: mean, I think I wonder what year was it oh three when um Carrie one. Hart was the first one to land one or yeah. do one. I remember right? seeing that Gravity I just games. don't I don't
1: think they were doing them then. I was still following Freestyle, but I don't I think that happened like yeah, I I can't even remember what was what was going on at that certain time. Sure. But, but yeah, I mean, it was still, uh, like all I wanted to do was go and watch a freestyle show and see these guys riding. And, um, so then we went to, uh, IFMXA, uh, which was a big freestyle contest back then, uh, in San Diego. So my mom took my sister and I there and, um, I got to meet Twitch. Should I think there was like, uh robert disler there was uh nate adams was there i still actually have the flag i haven't looked at this stuff in years either i i pulled it out the other day and i'm like i need to go through this box because there's a flag signed by like twitch nate adams uh who was there i think deegan was there and I can't even – so many guys that, like, now that I ride with them, it's just the craziest thought. Did you
2: ever man. tell them that? Like,
1: yeah. hey, I got a yeah. flag signed from you when I, I was have, a kid. And I'm like, even the shoes back then uh, – you ever remember uh, the Etnies? Yeah, yeah. Shoes with the M on them? Yeah. And Twitch had a deal, and I just remember, like, I want those shoes. Those, that's what I need to be, like, part of
0: the Metal Militia type deal. <laughs> so it's it, always uh, – it was kind of yeah. funny because uh, Freestyle Dudes had the Etnies thing, and then Moto Dudes had DVS. Right, which, yeah. And they were both skateboard companies yeah. that neither group uh, had a business wearing.
1: Who would, I think?
0: Kevin Windham. DB, Kevin, Kevin Windham, Windham had and DVS uh, yep, Millsaps. DB, yeah, they were D, DVS guys. Yeah, and yep. I
1: remember seeing that in the magazine all the time, as it was like full-on, yeah, Freestyle. Now that you say it, it makes sense. But, yeah, I'm like, I need those shoes. <laughs> That's what, that, those are the coolest <laughs> shoes. So, yeah, yeah crazy concept out all all worked out and uh but what's weird is you would think growing up in california and being there um i remember going to the freestyle show uh walking through the autograph line and meeting those guys um and then i remember seeing a ramp out in the middle of the desert and uh this place was called uh should not like Elsinore. um Anyways, it was a dry lake bed, and people would always go out there and ride. But on the way from our house in the middle of the desert, we, you could ride out to it. Well, on the ride out, there was always a ramp on somebody's property, and I'm like, I'm just gonna go and jump it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in the yard and just jump this thing, because that. And I was still on a 80 at the time, and I'm like, I just have to do it. But I did, I didn't know like what would happen or the any consequence of that. Yeah. side of it. Yeah. 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 Just so a then kid I, on an 85 yep, at that point yeah. or an 80. Yeah. And I'm like, or have to figure out how to build a ramp, but I'm like, there's no where I live. There was just no way at all to, uh, to put one anywhere or any of that. So, um, yeah, never got the chance to jump it. Um, never tried tricks on an 80. It was always just try to, yeah, go out and ride and have fun in the desert. But Crashed so much that I seriously don't even know. I don't even know how I didn't get hurt thinking about it because I remember being on an eighty, riding a wheelie, like fourth gear wide open, standing up and looping out, hitting one of the little mile markers type deals, and still and we were heading out to the riding spot. So there's a truck following me and I'm on the side of the road and I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna be cool and Ride this wheelie and, yeah, ended up looping out and didn't even make it to the riding spot.
2: So <laughs> What was
1: your mom thinking during all this? Oh, She's like, oh, man, yeah. I hope he gives up on this. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think she was thinking what I was going to do. But I, I feel I, I lied about it because I'm like, well, I don't want to get it taken away, so um, I'm going to blame it on something else. And uh, I remember breaking my foot uh, playing football in the – uh, at the park and I had a cast on my foot, on my ankle. And, um, I went and got on the back of a little three wheeler with a, with a friend of mine, no helmets on like riding through town and we're going down a hill and my foot slipped off the, oh, uh, no. off the, the peg. You remember on, on the Honda, Four, three wheelers, the yeah. foot pegs were so long, yeah, pl- and but my, they were narrow, yeah, right? Yeah, they were super yeah. narrow. Yeah, so my foot slipped off. We ended up rolling, hit my head so bad, uh, super bad road rash, and I told my mom that I was uh, holding on to the side of the car, getting pulled on my BMX bike. <laughs> <laughs> and that
0: fully, was better. Yeah, that was a better lie yeah, than the and truth. She
1: well, she knew I would do it all the time, <laughs> and fully believed it. I don't think I told him until like we were here in South Dakota so while after, but they're like, can't believe you lied to us, (laughs) but, but yeah, it's just, uh, so yeah, I never did jump a ramp. I never did, uh, chase that freestyle dream that I, I kept thinking of while I was there. And, uh, when we got to South Dakota is whenever I was like, well, shoot, that's the, that's the end of that. There's, there's just no way. But, um, yeah, then, um, at the time, I think right before we moved, I uh, switched to a YZ125. So then I, as we moved out here, I had a YZ125.
4: Wasn't that an 04? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so my, my first memory of James, we we're at Farmingdale, and we we're hitting the freestyle ramp because Ryan Logan had a ramp that was, we could tow behind vehicles, and I'm trying to remember who brought it out. I think it was... Because uh, well, Ryan wasn't there, but some of his buddies it might have been
0: Hermanson.
1: I think so. I think. Nick like Bryan? Yeah. Yeah. No. But it was just sitting out there. At the time, I don't think anybody brought it at that that moment. It was like just sitting a.
4: Well, you showed up later. Yeah. We oh, so it, maybe. Yeah. yeah, we brought it in early and we set it up. Because I remember setting the, the the gap on it. And it was uh, Kenny Hermanson and Paul Messer and all those guys. And. So we're hitting it, and then he shows up in this jacked-up Chevy pickup, had metal militia across the top. Hell, yeah. <laughs> that, that blue Chevy pickup. Yep. The, yeah. yeah. My
1: and, mom and sister were with me. I don't think I was driving at the time. Yeah. Well, maybe I was, but, yeah, they came with me anyways. Your mom would
0: drive you out to Farmdale to go ride? Yeah. Dude, that's yeah. badass. Yeah. No and chance my mom's doing that when I was yeah. a kid. No and
4: chance. we were set up over on the, the rifle side where everyone used to shoot.
1: Yeah, I hit, yeah. I hit the the ramp on that side. Yeah. When it was like a hip jump. Yep. More, yeah. Yep.
4: And he comes up and he's like, hey, can I hit the ramp with you guys? And it's not
2: my ramp. Like, I don't. How old is he at this time?
1: I think I was like 16 or 17.
4: Fifth, yeah, 15, 16, I think.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think your
4: first freestyle show was in front of my shop and you were 16. Seven,
1: 2007. So maybe you're 17. Or yeah. Three. But yeah, anyway. How old are like you, James? That. 31. Oh, okay. dang. I know. Yeah, come on, man. Get an old <laughs> over there. <laughs> what what button do you want for that,
2: James? Yeah.
4: <laughs> but I just remember thinking this is not. I mean, there's too many people hitting this thing, so I actually took off, and I was hitting it the whole morning. So I took off, and I come back, and they're like, "Dude, you should have seen this guy. The guy in the metal militia pick up. He came up hella short on this thing, went <laughs> over the bar. Yeah. <laughs> oh
1: God. I remember the all I do remember on that first jump was. The bike still landed somehow and kept rolling, and just kept going like it. Just, the throttle wasn't stuck, but it just rolled and just until it. Came well, the backside side of that was like a
0: freaking wall. Yeah, because yeah. I remember Stuart Barlow hit it with his gas off. Yeah, and rural bowl. Yeah. and then he made it, but his bike didn't. Yeah, so it was like probably the opposite of what you were. Sounds like what you were doing.
4: Yeah, yeah, maybe he bailed. I don't. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I just remember the bike landing and it just kept going. Like it was somebody else was just still on the bike.
4: But then he kept showing up.
1: Yeah. yeah I just kept trying to, I feel like, went, ran over, picked up my bike and came back and started jumping it. But then uh, I feel like that's kind of whenever I started meeting everyone Yeah, type deal.
4: And then you and Ryan Logan hooked up. He kind of took yep. you under his wing because he was doing a lot of shows all over the place. And... uh so Ryan kind but of took the him.
1: first time that I met Ryan, which is, was super random too, is, uh, at the mall. And I think I kind of remember like seeing a photo of Ryan. So I knew what he kind of looked like. So I walked over to him at the mall and was like, Hey, are you Ryan? I, you ride freestyle motocross, right? And so then it kind of all picked up from there and it was, yeah.
2: So how old's Ryan at this time?
3: He's my
1: age. Oh, that's but Ryan you're I'm like Ryan. 35, aren't you? Yeah.
2: You're only four yeah. years older. Yeah. Oh, so Ryan's, like, about 20-ish. Yeah. Yeah. So he used yeah, to live here? Say. Is that
1: the deal?
3: Ryan? Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah He's yeah, he from here. Okay. For some reason, I thought born, he was from Colorado.
1: Born hmm. in Deadwood. I knew that. Yeah. They announced that. Yeah. yeah. Um, My bad. I'll show you. Yeah, that, that was how I met Ryan, actually, to, to kind of kick things off. And then, I don't know who owned the ramp at that time, but it was, like, someone... An older truck, always towing it out to Farmingdale anyways. But so that's kind of how it all, yeah, started meeting these guys. But I didn't know, did you have MX Connection at the time or? Oh, yeah. Because I don't, I didn't know any of that. I just remember MX Connection on the radio, like get your Alpine Star boots. And I'm like, man, this place sounds like the coolest place in town. We got to go. And I'm like, I need boots. I I wanted all the, anything that was like part of the metal militia at the time, which I'm pretty sure it was Alpine Stars and that type of stuff. And then I think it even said on the radio it was an advertisement for the show.
4: Oh, yeah. And Well, then we had, you know, the No Fear gear. I was just yeah, going to ask yeah. that. Did you yeah, have yeah, No you Fear had, gear? We had No Fear. We had a yeah. huge contract with No Fear. It was really good. So you had
1: everything No Fear. Yeah. Yeah.
4: And because we opened in like. January
2: or February of two thousand six is when we opened. Yeah,
1: dang, Dusty, crazy. Do you
2: feel like that we've all known each other that long? Right, Dusty. Do you feel like we missed it?
3: Yeah, I remember digging dirt jumps at the U-Haul when I started that. Yeah, and seeing the MX connection there, and that must have been like right when you opened. It was about that time. About oh five, oh six.
2: I feel like we got gypped. Yeah, Yeah. we're too poor. That's true. (laughs) I was too busy trying to hit baseballs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that was the thing. I think I tried to race, a, a fairground race. This was before I think the ramp or anything. And I was like, this is not for me. Like I, all I want to do is jump. My bike was not the best. It's pretty run down. I feel like we didn't have that opportunity to go and be like, Oh, we're going to focus on racing. All I cared about was tricks.
0: So so did you ever yeah. really do any racing at all, or no? no? Just that one just fair, one, yeah. That's it. I don't even think career.
1: I went. I think I rode practice, and that
0: was it. Yeah, you, that was. And you've never raced you know, since. Never. Then. Yeah. Do you have any desire at all? All the time. Oh, really? I call like,
1: Gage and I tell him all the time I'm going to race.
0: Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say I want to just to. Just tell to you, do it. Tell but, you what, um, we, I have an RM Army. No problem. It's yeah. just like your Cowie. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you ready for the next indoor. You <laughs> can race the vet class. No problem. I was like, man, just it like would be
1: your so sweet to just go and race it. But I always think, uh, along with everything else, like I still, BMX is one of my favorite things to do. Um, I love the thought of snowboarding, the thought of wakeboarding, um, all the action sports stuff I, I love. But, I, now i think of okay if i get hurt doing that it's going to suck because now i'm going to miss shows so i'm like you know what i'll wait maybe i'll go and race you know here sooner or later <laughs> oh how about maybe so, how about sooner sooner what, what are you doing in like 2 weeks so, yeah gage you got you got time for training or you <laughs> get re- a program yeah. put together pretty quick but i think uh after we did the show uh because once kind of met Ryan and um, started jumping the ramp, uh, we set it up at another spot, which is a place where uh, you guys dug that river. Or the... The dam jump? Yeah, the dam jump. Right over by there is where we set up the ramp, and that's whenever I know you're um, about. we started getting it back to, like, 65 feet. I was on a 125 at the time. Uh, Ryan was still on a 250, and then... Once I finally switched to 250, so that's whenever I did the show at your shop, and I've uh, been I think,
4: 2008. Yeah,
1: yeah, 2007, 2008. Either maybe, way,
4: maybe it was our yeah our one year.
1: Yeah, maybe. But, but so
4: we did a <clears throat> an open house, burgers, brats, a whole thing, and then we had a metal landing and a ramp, and it was you and Ryan, and Jason Hurt. Wasn't no, uh, Cole. Cole Mort. Cole, Cole Mort, Mort. That's yeah, who I was thinking. Yeah. Because yeah. Cole, Cole Mort
0: was a motocrosser. Yeah, and he did not look good over that ramp at all. Well, he's yeah. was, he's was
4: trying, <laughs> he trying to hit it like a motocrosser. So yep. he'd yep. come at it with a lot of speed, like rah, and then pop up. Yeah, or these guys come at it, or out at it, rah. You know, yep. so it was totally two different approaches. So he was trying to stay low. Well, then that's not what you want to do in a freestyle. Yeah, ramp.
1: <laughs> especially. Yeah, thinking about that back then is like the mobile landing was so sketchy. If you came up short, it, you were no airbag for sure, crashing like it was that first show. There was sparse. no airbag, nothing uphill. Yep, at his house, but or at the shop, the old shop. But uh, at that time, it like didn't even matter. I didn't care. I
0: was just jumping. I'm like, I don't care what the setup looks like. <laughs> <I> <laughs> that was, was gonna... his first show ever. Yeah. So yeah. was that your first ever legitimate? freestyle ramp to landing
1: then no i think i jumped it at ryan's house so he had it set up on the side of his uh parents shop house and um so then i would go there and i would jump because that was really to jump a normal ramp set up with a smoother landing that was the only setup was the ramp to uh metal landing Dang so yeah farmingdale was good
0: but it wasn't an actual like smooth landing so how how many times or how long did it take you to do that first initial ramp to landing full yeah. gap whole nine yards Oh man i don't even Cause know because what what is the the general gap 75 75 feet? yeah okay yeah I was know. that and that was what you guys were doing at gauges or not quite i'm or? pretty sure yeah 75 yeah, 70 75 but like um, 75 foot to a motocross racers really not that big i know, you know? yeah but yeah. we're also going further Cause as to where you guys are going higher more yeah. pop more up. N- normally like uh Is it is it not that big? (laughs) I (laughs) I thought I thought Supercross
1: or Motocross was always like a eighty foot dirt jump, which to me looks scary as could be. Yeah, me too, bud. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like you're going this little smaller lip and you can barely see the landing, so you're kinda like one bike length of the landing to where the mobile setup was at least, you know. You could over jump and land 90 feet, but at least you're still going to be pretty good. So, um, but yeah, that was the first show at MX Connection, and yeah, that's kind of where it all started. And then uh, I was trying to remember earlier today the commercial for MX Connection, which I oh think yeah, we still owe a commercial to Chris. Yeah, something. <laughs> yeah, I've
3: been talking <laughs> but, uh, about that yeah. for a while. But um,
4: we went to Sturgis. And yeah. He, uh, that big single tabletop. James was doing tricks over that for the commercial.
3: Yeah. Oh, really?
1: But the that was. Footer. Yeah. 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 Going, coming downhill and. Jumped that on an
0: 85. No big deal. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. <laughs> that was scary.
1: Did you, Mike, now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but. Yeah, he did. But at the, that was the day that like Gage taught me how to like figure out more of a corner too. And then I'm like, gosh this is actually pretty dang fun. I want (laughs) to ride the track more, (laughs) but it like, he explained everything. And so I feel like that always helped out. And I always think about those like memories of learning those certain things. So what was uh, the first trick? Heart attack. Yeah, that was the, I don't think I even had no footed cans or any of that. It was like, maybe I did or heel clicker. I'm sure. Yeah. But I always think, like I, I had those tricks on BMX bikes that then I got on a dirt bike and I was like, oh, I, the main thing on a dirt bike at the time was a heart attack. Like Which, if you can do explain that, uh, just grabbing your seat and, uh, kicking your feet up in the air, keeping your one hand on right hand on the handlebar, uh, left hand grabbing the seat feet are up in the air. Just go look at Carrie Hart's stuff, and you'll see. This is <laughs> intense, yeah. dude. That's yeah. so gnarly. <laughs> but um, yeah, I remember doing that at Farmingdale, and once I figured that out, and uh, I think I actually figured out my MySpace account. So I to try to see what year <laughs> oh, that was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to find everything I could on back then for uh, Zach on photos, and I'm like, I'm just gonna try MySpace. So I got on there, and I'm like, tried a couple passwords and. I'm like, I'll just see if it'll send me a reset. It let me get a reset to sign on to MySpace, and I was able to pull up some older photos, and that was uh, 2000. Was so. it just covered in Metal Militia? No, it actually when it sh- pull up everything because now it's all like a m- uh, music type deal. It's oh that's okay all that it is. So there was a yeah, very few photos uploaded, and I was able to get a couple things on there. <laughs> What's
4: funny is. Alex McPherson's dad, Todd McPherson, actually did all of our posters for that show, and on the poster it had James the Prez Carter. (laughs) Yeah, the Prez. The The Prez. Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. Well, the President Carter. President Carter. Oh, Oh, okay. Like, what are you the president of? Yeah. I mean, he's just coming up with like I'm good with it. I
1: ask James. I feel like because everybody always asks me, you know, uh, Jimmy Carter. You go by Jimmy or Jim or, oh, Jimmy Carter, the president, was always brought up. So. <laughs> huh. And at that time, I'm like, oh, the president, that's a good nickname. Didn't stick around, though. <laughs> didn't last <laughs> that long. That one yet. didn't stick, yep. did it? No.
2: I'm going to back you up a little bit. So yeah. what age did you move to Rapid?
1: I was like 13 or 14 years old. And
2: what are your pa- what were your parents doing?
1: Uh, well, right away, whenever we moved back, uh, Bill, my stepdad, um, worked at Chevy, and then uh, my mom worked right across the street at uh, Budget Rental Trucks. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then, I mean, Bill, my uh, stepdad, is still at Rapid Chevy. Uh, my mom, uh, well, they split up not a couple of years ago, and she actually moved to Missouri. So, yeah, she's in Missouri, and yeah, Bill's still here at uh, Rapid Chevy. Hmm. So, But yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think if we didn't move here at that time, I think about what would have happened in California because it wasn't the best town that we lived in. One stoplight, I mean, kind of started going downhill with uh, gangs and pretty much drugs were like the main thing there. So uh, BMX died off super bad. Uh, if you didn't move 30 minutes to an hour away, you were kind of just in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So nothing around you. So no like real big future. So
2: So when they announce you at Freestyle Now and they say your local boy, James Carter, yep. I'm going to scream, that's wrong.
1: Yeah. It's just like, false. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> but I'm
2: like, how? Because he, he's been
4: living here for longer yeah. than he's lived anywhere. Else. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, I get yeah. it. Yeah.
1: But no, I get, you know, I went back to California to ride. So that Is I this was with there. Alex? Yep, yeah, yeah, that was at that whole same time. So 2010, I think I went back or I went out there to ride. I have questions
2: on this. Yes. Did you did you already have like stuff set up that you were going to or are you just like yeah. I'm
1: going to go to California? No, so um actually started I met this uh Guy, John, through Ryan, who um, is a promoter for shows, calls the riders to, to go and ride shows. So I actually, uh, first show I did, um, well, besides MX Connection, I got hurt 2007. Uh, what was it? Broken ankle, mm-hmm. so surgery. And then I came, I had the opportunity. It was like the first weekend of January of 2008. Uh, I was told... I need to get a passport. So I expedited a passport. I had a show in uh, Fargo, North Dakota, 2008. And then I think it was a show in Canada. Did a ton of Canada shows at the time. And uh, this was all through the guy, John, with Ryan being in uh, him and I going to all these shows because he took his mobile landing. So then, um, yeah, we traveled, did those shows. And then what was it like 2009? I met one other guy from these other shows, and he's like, "Hey, I got a guy in San Diego, uh, Mark Burnett. He needs a writer to go to Mexico for a month." Hold and on, I'm like,
0: "The Mark Burnett, like,
1: no." The old race so guy? I think this, is, I th- I don't know why, I thought the same thing for the longest okay. time, and then I found out. Yeah, <laughs> as soon as I heard so, that name, I
0: was like, "Whoa!" Because Mark the Mark
1: <laughs> raced and everything, but then there was this other Mark Burnett who raced like baja, uh, off road trucks, and put on monster energy shows. And he's like, yeah, that he needs a rider to go to Mexico for a month long. And I'm like, "Heck yeah, put me in like, I'll go. I don't care.
0: I'm your guy. Yeah. So (laughs) then,
1: uh, that's kind of how it all really started. And that, that was the, the chance of like, okay, I'm going to go to Mexico for a month way down in Mexico, uh, down by Guadalajara and stayed in Mexico for a month. I've eaten Um, there rode with uh <laughs> yeah, rode with um Mad Mike Jones, Matt Byton. Oh, I'm trying to think of who else was there at the time. An
4: old Mac mad Mike Jones yeah. taught you a thing or two. <laughs> yeah.
1: That was a crazy cause again, Freestyle, Mad Mike Jones back then was the the guy to know or like He was an old timer. Beer. Yeah. So um He was the Kevin Wyndham at the time of Freestyle. Yeah. You're like yeah. just kind of the
0: old guy that had been around for a long time.
1: Yeah, so then uh I'm like, man, this is the craziest opportunity, in spending a month in Mexico with these guys. And
0: uh, I bet that was yeah. just a lot to take in in itself. Yeah. Just when just you were young, at all time. that yeah. freedom, like just being wide open yeah. like that. Yeah. Do you speak Spanish?
1: No. <laughs> uh, uno cerveza. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, Does that mean one more? One beer. One beer. <laughs> oh, there you go. Come on, <laughs> so, Mike.
2: You unethical. <laughs> you were down
4: there for a month on your own and how old were you at that
1: time? Man. Eighteen? Yeah, like, that's yeah. crazy. Eighteen years old yeah. in
4: Mexico for a month by yourself. Yeah with and then a group of what's uh, the, wild, um,
2: wildest riders. <laughs> what's the trick arsenal at this point?
1: What I have, uh seat grab, indies, double grabs, um, maybe cliffhangers, no-footed can, switchblade deals. There wasn't too much, but it was still, I think what worked is because I was consistent with those tricks, that, that kind of younger, up-and-comer, um, different style than anyone else. So then I felt like that's what kind of got me in with Mark because at that time, that's whenever uh, like you want the younger up-and-comers to to come and ride videos, that type of stuff didn't matter. Social media didn't matter. Um, So then, yeah, I kind of fell in love with Mexico and was like, this is, should I could do this every year? Um, And then, yeah, just rode solid and didn't crash or anything for that month long and uh, came back and he's like, yeah, we want you to, to ride our, all the shows in the U S and then I think I did that whole, year of 2009 uh, with them and then was pretty much
0: told I have to start flipping or else I won't have shows. So then, yeah. One second. Then, so yeah. back in 2009, once once things start clicking for you, are you uh, financially supporting this on your own at this point? Like, is it is it to where you're making enough money to do this for yourself?
1: I mean, I, it was still super uh, tough struggling with it. It was uh, pretty much paycheck to paycheck type deal. Um, and then on the times that I didn't have shows, I would just come back to South Dakota. I would go and work and then go straight back out there. Um, same with like 2008. Cause I think actually that's what it was. 2007, I got hurt twice, two broken ankles. And then, uh, yeah, 2008, um, would just come back and work, kind of go back to it. 2009 if I wasn't busy which I wasn't at that time I was doing shows but not that many uh, then I would just come back and work and then go back so I would always find a different job every time I came back and um, would just hope I could get a place that would let me leave and kind of come back and forth.
4: Hmm. James's extensions are always so good and he held them for a long time and I remember seeing something in him that you just don't see in a lot of other riders and uh, you know, one thing that was really cool to me (coughs) Um, I remember one time after he broke both his ankles, we had a long conversation. And he's like, I think I'm done. I'm just going to go work at the airport, just clean vehicles and stuff. And I was like, man, you get out of this for a year. You won't have the connections. Things are not going to go good. You're young. You got a chance to chase this now. You got to do it now or it's gone.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because I think I I worked at the, uh, what was the tire shop? Anyways, one of the the tire shops, and uh, same one that Reed was sponsored by. Discount? Discount Tire, yep. Worked for Discount Tire, and uh, I just was coming back from a broken ankle, so I could barely even walk that type of deal. So I said, forget it. I need to do something different. And then, yeah, I think I went to the airport and was cleaning cars. And, um, of course, at those times, whenever you're hurt, you get a – thought in your mind and you're like damn it i gotta beat this whole thought process and that's, it's almost it's
0: almost a cloud that follows us like when yeah. we're hurt it's just like man your whole world is doom and gloom and miserable yep. and this that, and everything else and then like it seems like once you swing that leg back over that even just that first time you know there's one thing about that first ride back that's just like just this clicks. is where yeah. i belong i i should be riding my motorcycle yeah yeah no matter what and that's that's the addiction right there yeah but it yeah, was, so it was
2: super deep, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I
4: can really remember it. James and I having a, a big, long conversation, and I was just like, you know, I think this is what you're supposed to do, man. Like, you got to chase it. Yeah. You got limited amount of opportunities. And if you lose those contacts, it's going to be gone. Yeah.
2: Gage
1: Mullen, saving what, the day. What year did you break your femur? 2008. So yeah, so I was back and forth because I was. I remember Sarah calling me and telling me, and then I think I came. What year was it? I came and helped you at the shop. That was
4: 2012.
1: Was it's, it when, when Sarah's? I it was that far along. At, yeah, yeah, smokes. yeah. Actually, that's what it was.
4: 2012. So, when Sarah's dad passed yeah. away, then he watched the shop while we went for the funeral. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah. So then, uh, yeah. Fast forwarding back to the 2010 is like. I had to flip I had if I didn't flip then I wasn't gonna have shows for Mark and those were like the shows to do at the time there was Monster Energy was doing NASCAR uh bar shows at bars which was sweet at the time I mean
4: (laughs) well then you got that deal where you're riding the arena crosses and stuff too
1: yeah which I think was in between the 2009
4: because you had to run like these Air Force graphics and
1: yeah yeah the Air Force uh there was a guy that wrote it
0: to a super cross, or motocross rider, uh, Kevin. Cole Seeley had Air Force graphics at one of the eight. Like A-2 mm. used to be throwback military yeah. or something like that. No, but. this was like military
1: for arena. When uh, AMA arena cross was like the oh. AMA with uh, Josh, um, the one that actually lost his leg. Um, super wish I could remember these guys last names if I <laughs> yeah looked back I'd know for sure I would but uh anyways yeah the this was with supercross riders um but uh yeah that was um yeah 2009 and then uh what do we do can't even remember exactly what else we ended up doing in 2009 but yeah 2010
0: I said I was told I had to flip or else I had no shows so
4: Then you hooked up with Kenny Bartram Mm-hmm.
0: how so when you heard that like how like oh shit was that like that did that give you a feeling of some sort like man well, i'm gonna have to pull the trigger on something pretty well, also
4: here it doubled the pay once you start backflipping
0: yeah yeah the pay definitely
1: went up and then um yeah i mean i i just pretty much that feeling of knowing i had to do it uh kind of yeah said you know what if i don't do this and this is the end of the career so, I can't get over what Chris is doing over here. So, oh, sorry, like, yeah, no, yeah,
0: <coughs> me, well, then, me and yeah, Mike. Yeah. Um, Mike and I, come on, oh, oh freaking on oh, now, dude. Mike, yeah. what button do you want? Sorry, you I are you freaking earned that oh, one, bud. We'll go bottom left, see what that one is.
4: Yeah, my
2: kid's been racing for
4: a couple uh,
0: years. Yes,
3: yeah. <laughs> car, Michael
2: for sure. Um, me and Mike, Mike and I. We're hearing breathing noises. Hearing <laughs> and We're trying, yeah, I we're trying to figure out. No, That's what I'm staring at, because everyone's microphone has bars when you talk for how loud well, it is. I was trying not to figure out. And what, We're <laughs> sitting here staring at it, and me and Mike are looking at each other. Is it me? Is it you? <laughs> uh, we haven't figured it out yet. One of us what? is snoring over here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
1: I was know. thinking because I was chewing gum, I was probably doing that No, it's uh, like... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this like, is great radio, by the way. Dude.
0: Yeah, people are like, we're in the middle of his life, and we're talking about someone breathing in a microphone yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're just straight up distracted.
4: <laughs> well, the cool thing is, the first time I seen James flip, I believe was in Pierre.
0: Oh yeah, Holy yeah. F-
4: is up in so, they did it right by the river. Yeah. And, now now uh, I'm monitoring.
0: That, yeah. Good old Hawaii days or what? Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, no yeah. kidding. It was, yeah. So, yeah. Um,
4: and I was so proud of him because he told me he was flipping. And I thought, all right, you know I mean? Because that's a huge, huge step forward, especially back then because there wasn't that many people flipping back then. I mean, it's starting to get more mainstream, but it still wasn't like that's
1: just a normal trick. Yeah. yeah what, was the, what was the landing? That was a dirt, uh, land. dirt landing. Yeah. Yep. That was yeah dirt they actually, you right just got to do it. Yeah. Right on the, on the river there. Yeah. It was right, right so next home. to the river. Is yeah. that where you learned it? No. Uh, so yeah, 2010 went down to Kenny Bartram's house. Uh, I went down and hung out with Derek Cook uh, at the time. So he, um, just him and I went out to the foam pit at Kenny Bartram's house. Um, I tried one day. There was another time, though, I did go down there I just with Ryan. Yep, um, yep. But, yeah, Derek Cook and I went to the foam pit, just the two of us. I landed upside down almost every time in it, and it sucked mm-hmm. so bad. James foam pit hates so, oh, foam pits. They do suck.
4: He hates them.
1: <laughs> um, but, yeah, so then, uh, yeah, after that, I just kind of, the next day, I said I have to freaking land upright or else it's going to just suck and I'm not going to do it. Kept doing it and doing it and doing it and then uh landed upright every single time. And then um Cowboy Kenny and those guys said, If you're just wasting gas now, if you don't go to dirt, like we have to take the the lift away anyway. So you have to go to dirt today and yeah, turn that, the corner and was that the day. push that
0: you needed, like to actually pull the trigger on dirt? Yeah, oh hundred percent. Just them saying yeah. like, hey, you no longer so, this is not an option anymore kind yep. of
1: thing. So I would turn my gas off, flip into the foam pit, get out of the foam pit, go over to the dirt landing, straight jump it, turn, foam pit, gas off, foam pit, flip, turn. And then I just kept doing that in a circle. And then, yeah, that's when they were like, okay, you, uh, you're, you're just the wasting doing gas. Yeah, yeah,
0: you're like, they're like, okay, we got to take this out of here, like. Even, yeah. even going up to that foam pit that first time, though, what how, how did that feel? Like, were, were you just butterflies, just yeah. stomach in oh. knots? Like- I just knew if it if you land upside down, you get gas
1: dumped on you, foam pit dust. <laughs> so I was thinking, of course, at that time, all the negative stuff that first day. And then that second day, um, when I came back, I was like, I have to land um, upright. So, uh, yeah, then second day, yeah, just went forward and said, okay, got to do it and
0: did you so that was your first time ever into a foam pit right <clears throat>
1: um i went another time yeah
0: with did, ryan logan but i can't remember exactly so your first time ever did you straight jump into the foam just to see what it was going to be like? i think i did off but we
1: had at that time like a super kicker quarter pipe type deal into the
0: um, into the foam pit sure and so like the first time you were ever going to hit that thing where you Scary just at just seventy five feet, yeah, because yeah. you tend and the gap and was just, still at seventy five yeah. feet. Yep. Holy yep. smokes! So, oh, yeah, f- that was a uh, super tough. I mean, once you got in the air and realized you were making it to the foam, were yeah. you just like, "Well, the, oh, the, thank the first God, at day, least I'm making it to the foam."
1: Because <laughs> I think I was um, so nervous to uh, come up short and hit the back wall that, uh, or sorry, the front wall, I was gassing it. So I wanted to go, like, 90 feet. Well, then that uh, last jump of the day, I probably went, like, 95 feet, hit the back wall upside down. Of the foam pit. You
0: you went too far
1: almost. Yeah, Yeah, which don't want to. And uh, Derek Cook was the only one there. Full panic. I was upside down. Gas was pouring on me. I, like, tried to push myself out. Well, you can't. And then uh, my neck popped. And then, I finally could reach for the strap and hook the bike, which then it pulls you out at the same time. And um, yeah, that kind of scared me. But then I was like, I should I still have to do it? So yeah, came back the next day. Dang. But um, yeah, then it kind of all yeah kind of
0: blew up from how do from you there, get feel. your pants on with your balls being so big. <laughs> yeah, that's what right. I understand, dude. Like There's yeah. no chance. <laughs> that's, that's where I feel sorry. Uh,
1: I, I learned that whole mindset of like, okay, if you're that first day was all I thought about was landing upside down. Then the second day I was like, I have to do it. I have to just think straight. Um, so yeah, I feel like that's where the mindset thing fully changed
4: well i think with travis pastrana and all the stuff he's done and all the videos he's had people think foam pits is this glorious yeah you gotta figure your landing even if you land it straight your hands are busting in the back of the levers you know it's not a soft landing it's softer than not you know the flat like landing crashing your brains out yeah but not yep. by much yeah. yeah, but if you're upside down and gas is spilling all over you even if that's flame retardant foam that gas can still ignite. I mean, yeah. and there's horror stories that we've heard yeah. throughout the years of people having...
0: There was just not a year and a half, maybe two years ago, a paralyzed Japanese rider, freestyle yep. rider, yeah. that got caught in a foam pit and it burned him up. Like, man, that's that's insane. Like,
4: So there's still a lot of risk and people don't understand that concept because they see all of Travis Pastrana stuff because he's had a million videos out there. And everyone thinks this is real easy, no, no big deal deal. But uh, in reality, it still beats the heck out of you. Yeah,
1: yeah. and that was the thing. I mean, you don't think of that stuff during that time. But, yeah, you land upside down. And it's more of that you're just stuck. Like, at the time, I I wasn't thinking of fires because there was nobody that had an actual, like, foam pit fire that was bad.
4: When it's not like it's, like, 70 And it's not 70 degrees and you're just relaxed, sitting down there, like, okay, get me out of here. Sometimes it's 100 degrees you're stuck in this foam you can't move.
1: Yeah, so... But yeah, then after that, I feel like uh, I just told myself I'm going to flip different ramps and I'm going to learn everything that I need to right away. And what was it that? So I had the two days in the foam pit. Second day, I flipped to dirt. Third day, I flipped a whole different setup, which was like an hour um, from the foam pit at Derek Cook's house. And then, uh, yeah, we kept flipping his setup. I was trying to like figure everything out ended up crashing super bad under rotated to flip worse road rash on my whole right side on my freaking butt cheek all the way down my leg. (laughs) It sucked so bad. Uh, so then, yeah, I took like a a week off at that time and, um, just stayed at Derek cook's house and tried to heal. And, um, my leg was sticking to the sheets on the couch and God, I hate that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) My uh... worst. (laughs)
2: My, like, back was doing that. Yeah. Like, um, I had to sleep on the couch for a long time because I couldn't lay flat. And we have a leather couch, so if you don't sleep with a shirt on a leather couch, you're freaking stuck anyway. And I would wake up, and you'd have to, like, peel
1: my shirt off of me. (laughs) I hated that. Oh, it was And it never heals because it's always getting pulled off. It's nasty. I have a good photo of it. We'll have to share with you guys and get it on all. Social flat media. tire factory yeah. after dark yeah. stuff yeah <laughs> but it was pretty funny i mean crazy to think but yeah then i went back out to california and i'm like no i can flip now get me in the shows like yeah. i'll do whatever and then uh then it was like oh okay well you flip we need you to learn flip tricks just to kind of like boost the momentum i'm like shit okay well i guess <laughs> I think I can do this. So then I was uh, staying at Mark Burnett's uh, other house uh, in San Diego, about an hour from hour and a half from Temecula. And um, at that time, then I was going to Mike Metzgerd's house every day and I was able to ride when I wanted, uh, drive that hour and a half ride. Uh, Everybody was there at the time. That's whenever he had the, the mob syndicate stuff. And, um, So, yeah, I feel like the progression just took off super fast. And I was riding with guys that were, I mean, the best, Javier. uh, Everybody was kind of, they were flipping, but everybody was learning so fast on what tricks to do. Yeah. So I was like, well, should I have to? And then uh, I got a clothing sponsor through SRH, and, um, yeah, it kind of, I mean, I was just so at that time, so thankful to to have a spot to ride constantly that that's what gave, um, that boost. So of course I was still, you know, I didn't have the money to just stay out there, but I was trying to make it work in, in any way possible. So, uh, when I wasn't able to stay any longer, I would just come back and work for a little while and then go back out there.
4: Well, didn't you win some, uh, Red Bull X fighters down in Mexico.
1: Uh, I wish it was Red Bull X fighters, but uh it was um, that's kind of more. What was that? Yeah. 2011. So I was trying to think of, yeah, 2011. Um, I started riding these uh, Mexico X pilots, X-Pilots, monster. Yeah. Monster yep. X pilots. And um, it was all over Mexico. And I, so I started winning those and kind of started getting noticed a little bit more at it at each one. And they were a big contest, but they weren't like world known contest at the time, I would say. Uh, so many good riders there. And um yeah, I just was trying to have as much fun as I could and uh so yeah, I won those, which then that led to an in or an invite to Costa Rica X Nights, which X Nights was
0: massive. Yeah, that's what it was. That's, so yeah. At some point during this stuff, um you have probably ran into somebody who you admired at some point, yep. right? Like yeah, there cool. had to have been a writer at some point that you were writing against that you were like, dang, I used to look up to this guy.
1: Yeah, I was trying to remember who was all down in uh,
0: at these shows at but, the time. But were writing you, in. Were you ever starstruck by these guys? Like, holy smokes. I'm, I'm um, it, That'd be like us, or I guess myself engaged Lining up to Tomac or something crazy You know Because you guys are more free ride Type of style More of a moose guy Oh are you? Yeah shocker I uh, read the race Uh, Can you hit the button Mike? (laughs) Can we get that Can we get one of them buttons? Which one you want? I got it Uh, Oh Oh, We forgot to cover this during Super Duper Cross Sorry James your story's going to have to go on pause Malcolm Stewart's my all-time favorite rider. He took out Dylan Frandes at the last race. No. Does he get Captain America? Captain America. And then Jason Anderson took out Musquin in the same corner of the same heat race. Musquin. Take one for the home team. Good good. job, boys. Yes. We got Mookie and Anderson. That's that's Captain Team America right there. Okay, what button do you want? What's the best one you got? (laughs) That'll work. Well, I I (laughs) back.
4: one interesting story that James had being down in Mexico and he had someone gave him money to bring a bike back, but the cops ended up getting a hold of him and kind of took most of that.
1: No.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's it's pretty far. That's false. (laughs) Sorry,
1: that was uh, in 2009 when I was way down in Guadalajara, right outside of Guadalajara, August Calientes which is, uh, I think, like hot water or something. He does speak Spanish. Yeah, that was it. That's all I know. <laughs> mm. Hola. But, um but, and, uh, Aloha. Yeah, whenever I was there, of course, those shows, it was like the whole festival was a big party on the streets. So it was like just <laughs> everybody was drinking. You're with Mad Mike Jones, so if you could only picture what was going on at the time. Um, and guys that just partied. So... Uh, there was quite a bit of drinking and I just went around the corner, left everyone for a second, went around the corner and started peeing behind a building. Well, as I was doing that, literally the cops just grabbed me. Nobody, like I wasn't even finished. They did not care. <laughs> Pants <Right>. down, yeah. <laughs> And I was like, Oh my, like this can't be real. I'm like, Oh, you know, I was kind of buzzed. So I Hello. didn't even think about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Hola they literally like i pulled up my pants they put the, put my hands behind my back put me in the cop car nobody had an idea that i was even like walked off or anything like you were just snatched up quick just like that so then i'm like oh my gosh what's going to go on so then they just started driving and all i'm thinking was like i look at my wallet i'm like i have some money in here shoot all i have money i have money thinking, you know, I'll say whatever it takes to not get in trouble. So they keep <laughs> driving. Yeah. Is that the word we're looking
3: for? <laughs>
1: Moss dinero? I, ha- I have pesos. <laughs> <as well. laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so then they just keep driving around and uh, another cop car gets behind them. They're following that car that I'm in. So then all of a sudden we just pull over to the side of the road. They literally pull me out, pull my wallet out, count what I had in there, grabbed all the cash, gave me back my wallet, put me back in the car, drove me around, and then just said, get out.
2: What? They just
1: randomly dropped you off somewhere? Seriously. That's what I was saying.
4: The cops grabbed him, took his money, (laughs) kicked
1: him out. Yeah. And it was, I would say it was a couple hundred dollars. It was, um, I would say 300 bucks or something. But I thought someone Um, gave you
4: money that you had to help bring a bike back or something.
1: No. But there... that did happen to a guy, so it could have been him. Oh. But yeah, that then they dropped me off. I followed, I just kept walking until I got to where the music was playing. Somehow, as I was almost there, a car came around the corner, a taxi with the guys that I knew. <laughs> and they were uh-uh. like, they're like, we had no clue where you went. We've been searching for you. Like, we didn't know what to do. They were going to go and call the cops that we met down there to no. see exactly where I went. The same people that captured yeah. you. <laughs> so then, They're like, yeah. oh, yeah, we know right yeah. where he's at. They're like, <laughs> so dude, then, uh, we had no idea where you were, and you're like, I had no fucking yeah. clue where I was either, man. I'm like, "Good. <laughs> if there wasn't music, I I, I would have been lost in the this town of who knows where. Dude, that's something out of no a phone movie. No phone was working. It was
0: <laughs> scariest time ever. Did, and, uh, did you tell uh, all that to Zach before you left him in Dubai? Well, that was only the first... I was going to bring that up, yeah. I was, yeah, I yeah. We're I was to trying that. to
1: say whatever I could to make Zach feel better, so... Uh, <laughs> I would have made, um, yeah. made him scared. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs>
4: Dungeons um, and Dragons, man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, then... Uh, yeah, so fast-forwarding to that uh, exp, uh, in Costa Rica, the X nights, which was uh, the year before that, 2000... I want to say it was 2010... I got the invite to go there end of 2011 or sorry, beginning of 2011 or in whatever it was. But um, anyways, the year before was the, whenever, um, oh shoot, the writer that passed away. Uh, Lusk? Lusk. Yeah. Jeremy Lusk was down there. Look and, go, Gage. Um, yeah. And he passed away at this contest. And at that time, even I'm like, when that happened, it, kind of like set a uh, crazy mindset of like, shoot, this is actually pretty scary. He was the best in the world. He was riding so good. And I'm like, well, shoot, I'm still going to go down and and do the show and just see what happens. And uh, went down there. I won that contest, which then pretty much like I feel gave me full exposure to everyone, and that is where kind of more deals came through with – a guy, Dan McGranahan, which was a manager and managed it, managed a few guys already. So, uh, he kind of became my manager at the time. And then that got me the invite, uh, in 2012 to Red Bull X Fighters.
4: Okay. Damn. And then that's when you started, was that when you started getting hooked up with FMF?
1: Yep. Yeah. He, so he had then, the same
4: contract as Davey Millsaps.
1: Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It was a sweet deal for, uh, uh, for that time I feel like I mean should I had no clue but yeah it ended up being super good now I don't even it was a good deal with FMF 2012 but it was only pipes and that type of stuff I don't even think at that time they had a clothing brand that they were building or or they could have but I didn't have the the clothing brand deal I had a pipe deal and uh I was still on two strokes at that time oh yeah so uh Then, yeah, I went to Red Bull X-Fighters March of 2000. Sorry. Backing it up. Uh, 2011, (laughs) I went to uh, Costa Rica X-Nights March of 2012, which gave... I won that, and then that's what got me the invite to uh, Red Bull X-Fighters that April. And then it was the end of April, so I tried to come back to California trying to ride my ass off and get as much practice in as I could jumping dirt hits. Uh, I just flipped a, a dirt jump for the first time um, was trying to uh, make sure to have any big tricks that I saw at X fighters because that was Levi Sherwood, any of that type of stuff um, who was riding it. So then uh, what was it? I rode with Todd Potter cause he had invite to X fighters um, I'm trying to think of—it's
0: crazy because, like, to me, it seems like you went from California to South Dakota to Mexico. That was your right? ticket. <laughs> like, Mexico was this big old ticket, yeah, right? Yeah, and you captured that thing, and then that just opened up all the doors, basically, or yeah. all of your doors, basically. You know, and yeah. then and then that's what built who everybody's come to know is James Carter. It's like that time in Mexico really cut your teeth in it. You know, it is, is that true? Like, is that, am yeah. I reading that right? Basically? Yeah. I feel like,
1: cause the shows I was doing in the U S they were, um, kind of a contest format, but not really. It was kind of a setup type deal, which more, was more it, of
0: a show than a contest. Yeah.
1: But it, they still considered it a, um, IFMA back then, but it wasn't like the IFMA I went to when I was younger to see twitch and those guys those guys were jumping to dirt landings full contests, big paychecks uh or big winning i should say to where these ifma at that time 2008-9 were just like you show up and you ride two ramps in a circle instead of having a super kicker a dirt landing um those type of deals so uh yeah it kind of i feel like it it took off more because of meeting Mark Burnett uh, being consistent and then meeting Mike Metzger and riding at his house and flipping and it kind of all led up to it, to that part. And then, uh, yeah, then it was that, that invite to Red Bull X fighters, which then it, I feel like that's whenever I like kind of got noticed because oh, all of a sudden this young kid had a, has an invite to X-Fighters, and so then I was practicing with Todd Potter at his house, which was, is a gnarly riding spot. I crashed right before X-Fighters, and, um, but didn't, like, nothing happened. At that time, I was wearing Scott gear, Scott boots, Scott, oh, yeah. helmet. Scott helmet, yeah. yeah.
4: Those were stiff buggers. <laughs> yeah,
1: and the Scott helmet, I feel like it was good, but it wasn't the best, but I didn't I still didn't care at that time. I just wanted to ride. So, um, yeah. Then it was the the X Fighter invite, which then all leads back to the whole broken femur, broken rear shock in Dubai, and having surgery in Dubai. And I um, was, was that. <laughs> no one's going to Minnesota.
4: What's really crazy? The the people at the hospital didn't speak the language, so he's trying to explain to him. That he's broke his femur, and like the nurses are trying to move him. And they lift him out of one bed and the other, and he's like trying to hold on to his leg. No question one.
2: What's the language? Arabic. Okay, we didn't get that information from Zach. Do you know what it is in Iceland?
1: (laughs) No, he did say something about it though. Okay, I was trying to remember what he said on the Iceland part, but it actually in the hospitals it was like more uh, European people than anything the doctor was for sure an arabic um guy yeah but uh yeah i feel she had the surgery there um i brought anthony murray with me over there to uh who is another freestyle writer. he was my mechanic and um so he got to hang out and have a pretty good time i think as my mechanic because i needed someone to come with me over there just in case so um again another crazy photo we should just add the crash photos to your instagram for the podcast yeah because this one's like a gnarly one because it just the uh x-ray that they took is like a full body x-ray so it's pretty damn funny like, it shows everything <laughs> but one thing. <laughs> I've never seen <laughs> but one it, of those. <laughs> it's, it's fr- I, seriously, I've never seen it ever, since then. I show people, and they're like, how did you get that? And I'm like, I don't know. I had a broken femur. They laid me on a machine, and they're like, just don't move. And it was a full body, Expert? which, yeah, and um, from, yeah, my head to my toes, and uh, you could easily see the femur broken but we didn't know that th- I had a broken ankle. So then I rushed to heal from this femur, and I'm like, gosh, my uh, ankle's bothering me. But I didn't want to go and ask the doctor. So I'm like, oh, it has to do with my my femur. It has to do with the, the healing process. And um, I was trying to do whatever I could at the time to heal as fast as I could. Well, then, uh, should, that's whenever I... Gage convinced me to switch to uh, 450, Honda 450s. It was during that broken femur time, I went and picked up one from Michael Cook, actually. And yep. um, we got it all set up at Gage's shop and still wasn't riding, but yeah, we had to. I just decided to go from YZ250 to 450. Yeah. Gage, remember, you
2: like Gage talking you know, a lot of stuff. I know. Yeah. <laughs> he taught me a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> We yeah, didn't know, we didn't know how much
1: influence Gage had on this. Yeah, oh, a huge amount. Gosh, on all. Like, of no, me, I feel this like. is yeah. what you yeah. need to do. Anytime I had questions, I'm like, I got, I have to call Gage. <laughs> He's gonna get annoyed of me, but shit, I gotta ask him questions nah, on these it's, bikes.
4: It's all good. I, I enjoy yeah.
1: it. Yeah, and I feel even with the the jetting on two fifties, I think we we were trying to figure that out for the Dubai stuff. Yeah, but it's um, looking
4: at altitude and temperature and stuff.
1: Yeah, and then. Um, yeah, came back three months later from broken femur, four months later.
4: And, Which was um, wicked fast. Yeah. Wasn't How long even were you healed. out, Gage? I took 11 months off, but I wanted to get the rod removed.
1: Oh. Uh, did you get a rod, James? Yep. Yeah? Yeah, so it's still, I never did get it removed. Uh, I just remember calling Gage, actually, as I broke my femur, because I'm like, what do I what do I need to do or what do I need to have done and he's like don't let them go through your knee that's all i remember <laughs> so I, as soon as i saw the doctor i'm like you're not going to go through my knee right and he's like oh no 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 oh no 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 you're okay it's okay i'm like great well then i saw a huge scar on my knee i'm like i wonder if they went through my knee <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um yeah they this ended American, up going you know nothing yep. anyway yep. <laughs> they went through my hip and uh yeah everything was good um but then, yeah, once I came back to riding uh in that two thousand twelve august i did I went down to Colorado because I just switched to that bike, didn't ride it, knew we had a show during the rally, and I'm like, I have to like no matter what, I'm gonna ride that show, even if I'm not healed, I'm riding it um
0: I was there, yeah, yeah, yeah. first time I'd ever seen you ride and like.
4: His extensions realize, are so good. Yeah, like, yeah. realize
0: how badass you were. Uh, you know, like, I've seen you at the, the MX Connection show or whatever, yeah. but I didn't know who you were, yeah. you know, or anything. Yeah, so that
1: was, like, really the back here to do a show after everything was going on. Gosh, And man, that was with Kenny just, Bartram
0: yep. and Sergis. Uh, I don't Kenny, remember anybody else that was there. It was you and Kenny. I know, the Kenny, time, I remember.
1: Anthony, Byton, I think, was there. Gabriel V. Legis. Uh, Chile rider Javier's brother, um, was there, but yeah, I was like, couldn't it start the bike, it had to kick or had to start it with my hand because we it, didn't it were now at the, the shop, too. Yeah, yeah, because
4: I started a shop, uh, a bike on the shop lift, and James, like, you can do that. I was like, yeah, he's like, well, that's how I'm gonna start my bike because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> his leg was uh, his right leg, yeah, so
1: couldn't lift up my leg enough to, uh, to yet, start it yeah he's doing a freestyle show. yeah right yeah. <laughs> but um and i didn't flip the 450 yet so i was super nervous and uh yeah was feeling good everything was going good didn't even need the last jump of that night but i'm like oh i'm gonna go for it and did a indie flip i think and under rotated so caught the top of the landing stuck my right foot out broken tib and fib I just re- the only thing I remember from that it's not like I was knocked out but just everything happened so fast my mom sister running down and then uh me asking the medic if my bone was sticking out and she's like yeah and I just went into like a full-on like shaking and I'm like oh my gosh my freaking <laughs> leg is broken bad get to the hospital and there was never a bone sticking out, but it just felt like there was like blood afterwards. So I was like, but yeah, then, uh, had to take a few days for swelling to go (laughs) for swelling to go down, but I was at home. So yeah, I was released what two days or a day after something, even that night. And then, uh, yeah, I, um, had surgery again on Tib and fib or sorry, only on Tib, but I did break Tib and fib at that show. And, um, So then again, uh, this too, 2012 was like a gnarly year because Jim McNeil passed away. Uh, That happened right in front of me at the Texas uh, Motor Speedway. So that was like a gnarly thing that happened. And then it went into breaking my femur. So my mindset was like, okay, don't get, you know, don't let it get to me. And I was good. And then it was like broken tib and fib. And it was like, craziest dreams that i've ever had uh they were calling us constantly about jim mcneil saying that like the story didn't line up and that we that somebody signed his name to the release form and his family was trying to sue everyone from monster to the texas motor speedway to nascar to anyone that they could get in like that was a part of the event they were trying to sue so th- there was law- lawyers calling me and asking me questions on it. So this is all at the same time as of uh, being heard and uh, yeah, it was kind of gnarly at that time. And so yeah, that comeback from that was kind of a tough one.
0: Hmm. Dang. Yeah, I, and mentally too. I yeah, suppose that that, that, was, that was more like the physical stuff heals and gains and grows back and all that stuff. But the the mental stuff is yeah, got to be intense. Yeah.
4: Yeah. <clears throat> the mental but, the mental fortitude that you have to have to keep you know pushing on and keep going you know it it's it's really amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy cuz there was like a a book that I read which was a mind gem and I feel like that actually kind of helped to try to get that back and like get your mindset back to that positive type deal. So um yeah, it just fully, fully changed everything from there on, until I got back to riding the way that I wanted to be. So, um, of course, tough injuries, but uh, as soon as I got back on the bike to ride again, 2013, I felt good. But then to get to flip was
0: like, very. Strong. Oh my gosh. Was I it just, Was it harder to d- come back and do it the second time than it was the first time?
1: Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what happened to your mic, James? Yeah, I feel like that...
0: Uh... <laughs> he's, he's still trying to be a professional to answer yeah, the question, yeah. dude. Like, over, <laughs> you can have a minute, dude. He's like uh, holding uh, it all funny? Uh, did it... Uh, no is that There goes... they go? Great radio. This so... is the one that we were trying to fix, too. So... <laughs> James's microphone just fell to the ground, basically. It just laps out of nowhere. I like how he was is holding this, it with his head cocked over. We don't still trying a, to answer my question, too. <laughs>
2: Now All I
1: right. Forgot the question. Anyways. All right, here we go. All take All a little right. break. One minute. Yep. We'll be. We'll be back. Should be. Hot to trot. How, what even? That just that one bolt.
0: I tightened it down. Yeah. Uh, what's our record time so far? I don't know because every five time five hours. Every
2: time I stop and start, it makes a new one. Separates that's, them. Nice work. I don't know what it is. All right, James. Well, I forgot yeah. where we left off.
1: Yeah, same. I forgot the question you asked me. See, I was trying to follow through because I knew I'd forget what it was.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, it was your femur your worst wreck?
1: Um, uh, I mean, I would say yeah, but it was like both that femur and tib and fib combined. Yeah. That, but now that I think about, it, I did have like some type of uh, infection. We couldn't. Nobody ever even knew. Doctors had no clue. Uh, I even had a doctor in Germany. Look at it. But my knee would swell up like crazy. I would get hot and cold flashes. Uh, Couldn't walk at all. It's like I was crawling out of bed to try to get into the bathtub because I was just, it felt like I was super sick. But then it would last a couple days and then it would go away. Had uh, my knee drained, everything, they couldn't figure it out. They're like, it's almost like your body was rejecting something. This is years after uh, having those. And that was super bad. Uh, that sucked. But um, I would say my shoulder still to this day is something that bothers me every single day, no matter what. Sleeping, hmm. um, wake up in my arms, completely numb, like it fell off, and uh, of course you need surgery on it. But um, what uh, what was the cause of that? I don't even know. Just did a uh, double grab and went to pull myself back on, and shoulder just popped out and yeah, so then uh middle crap. of flight, yeah no nope. no nice landed work. <laughs> and, like my arm was not there, holding on to the handlebars, ran into the fence at the show, but um yeah the the worst was like that was that being that first time and not knowing what the hell was going on and uh, I was at a show in San Diego, <clears throat> and um a chiropractor came up and he was like, I can put it back in for you. Just let me do it. And I'm like, Oh, I'll go over to the medics. We're on an air force base. Like they're going to know what to do. They looked at me and said, Nope, like you're going to have to go to the hospital off base. And I'm like, literally it's my shoulders hanging here. And I went back to the setup. That chiropractor was still there and he laid me on the ground. Well, first he stood me up and had me standing up trying to rotate my arm to get it popped back in just about passed out and then uh only because of the noises that it was making oh god so then he laid me on the ground put his foot in my uh armpit pulled down and went right right back in it was like nothing ever i mean i was sore but it's like nothing ever happened and then uh that's so it, freaking it, gross! Oh man, dirt bike riders for you. You right think there. of like
2: your muscles and stuff that str- how <laughs> yeah. far they stretch for your arm to come out of place? Like
1: so gnarly to think. Ah. So then, uh, yeah, that noise of that happening, and then it happened again uh, overseas in Austria at Masters of Dirt. Did a uh, I thought I was feeling good. I woke up that morning and my shoulder was sore from sleeping on it wrong, and went and rode the show. Did a double grab indie, and. Um, yeah, popped out again, the whole noise, everything, but I landed, held my hand on the throttle and just rode back to where the medics were. I'm like, look, just do this. It should work. <laughs> we sat in a chair with my arm hanging off the backside of the uh, backrest on the chair. He got it to pop back in and yeah, it was good to go. Came home, worked it back out, tried to get that muscle built up in the back and then uh, did kick her arena cross, not... 2019 and first jump don't eat didn't do anything different and the shoulder freaking popped out again
0: and ro- rode over to the a medic this so, is the third time <laughs> yeah. you've landed with a dislocated shoulder I, I don't even know how you have to have this down by like yeah a side, left or right side right side so no throttle no front brake yeah. no nothing well, i just put my
1: hand <laughs> on the bar but it was like you're just using your wrist and I rode over to the medic and I'm like, I can't believe this. Like, I didn't do anything. And uh, some random, I don't even think he was an actual medic, but his side of his deal said medic. <laughs> but he did not look like he a bought medic. the jacket. This didn't go was to in school. Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, Oh, yeah, I've done this. T- uh, I've helped out quite a bit of uh, bull riders with this situation. So he starts pulling on my arm and I'm like, No, no, that's no, that's not going to happen. So I held a, like a jug of water off the backside of a chair. to try to get it to go in and, uh, that didn't help. So I held the water and just had him slowly pull down on it. And it just went back in, rode over to the promoter. And, uh, I'm like my shoulder dislocated. I might be able to ride. And he's like, are you still going to be able to do a backflip tonight? I'm like, wow. So, um, yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Oh, like 45, yeah. 40, 60, i sixty I'm landed. <laughs> so I'm like texting everyone that I know that has had a dislocated shoulder. I'm like, what do you do? Uh, could you still ride? And uh, Harry Bink was one of them that uh, dislocated at X games. He taped it up and went and rode his, his full run. Didn't do all of his tricks, but he did a double flip and that type of stuff. So I'm like, it has to work if you just tape it up. <laughs> Literally, I put so much tape that my yep. arm would barely move. I'm like, I can't believe this guy just wants me to flip. I have to literally ride with this right now. I'm like, I'm going to ruin myself now for good because of this guy. And I'm like, well, I have to do it, I guess. But um, So, yeah, taped it up. And now I feel like my shoulder has just been the, the worst thing. If I don't keep up with working out and keeping that thing built up, like I'm done for That's, there's no, that's about the only thing I noticed with getting older is like now that keeping up with, um, it's like the main maintenance on an injury. It sucks. Yeah. Until, and I don't even know if it's worth getting surgery because he said, if you get surgery, yeah, it's going to fix it now. But if you were to keep riding and something happened, you're going to just hurt it again. And then it's going to be the same type of deal. So I'm like, I'll push it out and see if I can. Yeah. But it's we're all built so far forward with riding that our shoulders are just rolled in the front. So that's what causes the, the issue. So then it's trying to get that muscle built back up and pull your shoulders back and focus on that type of stuff. And you never think of it when you're riding? It's oh, negative, thoughts. Yeah. negative thoughts. Negative yeah. thoughts, Mike. Yeah, I think push, about it. Push but them to the side. Well, for the longest time I would have to come and buy shoulder braces from Gage EVS shoulder braces just to I think, I don't even know if it worked, actually. I think it was such a mind screwed up deal that I'm like, I need this brace. I need it to to help me. In the long run, I think it almost made it worse because I felt that brace on there and it was restricting my arm. And that one day I'm like, forget it. Let's see what happens. And I just went and rode. And ever since then, I just kind of forget about it. If I wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, my shoulder's sore, then I know that day not to like, push it too much but of course it's hard at a show so if sure. i start to ride good i'm like oh i feel super good i'll just see what happens but yeah now it's just keeping up with it you were texting harry bink yes is that guy wild out of control wild yeah <laughs> every australian is out of control. <laughs> like some of the stories I just one story because i don't they don't care i mean uh 2013 just came back from that from broken femur and broken Tim and fib went and did a three month long tour for nitro circus in uh australia wasn't feeling comfortable but i'm like well i have to make money but there were certain things that they wanted for writing skill and i was trying to meet that level again that um i feel like i was yeah just kind of not depressed but i was just getting so many negative thoughts in my mind because i wasn't writing how i wanted to And I was trying to not overthink it. So, uh, yeah, we're at a show in uh, Tasmania. And it was hot as hell. So you have to have your window open because there was no AC in the hotel for some odd reason. Not like it was a bad hotel either. Nitro took care of us. And we go out and party. And we come back to, to my room. I think it was like... A couple of the BMX guys, uh, they had girls with them. Uh, kind of everybody was started coming to the room. I don't know why my room. because I was never <laughs> yeah. that person to be like, "Oh, come to my room and destroy it." So, uh, yeah, somehow we ended up in my room, and all of a sudden, uh, Clinton Moore and Jacko come banging on the door, and they are wasted. I mean, everybody's pretty drunk, anyways. They are so drunk completely normal in australia (laughs) and do you want the full story story. do you want yeah yeah. let's let's because it's pretty gnarly so (laughs) then they come in and in australia for some reason they love to just pull their pants down and let it just hang out show you what you got yeah they do not care so uh jack clinton does that and they both have uh mcdonald bags in their in their hand and all of a sudden there's like pepper for some reason going everywhere in the room and jacko lays down on the bed and now like people are like what the hell's going on so they start kind of leaving the room and he lays down on the bed and he rolls backwards with his pants completely down and tries to stick the hamburger
0: up his ass oh wow <laughs> <laughs> i gotta well, so, quick
1: yeah so but it's like fully, pump, pump,
0: pump the brakes we don't yeah, want the full story yeah. but like what no, for
1: I, he was just so drunk I mean he's just wild like if you think of the things that Jacko has done that's why I said whenever he built the whole uh, compression chamber like he's just gnarly I mean you think of Jacko and him almost blowing his leg off because of trying to build homemade things you would think like okay that's pretty normal like they they fully thought it was okay like that's just normal for, for that in Australia. That guy's just so, shoving a cheeseburger for his, yeah, up his ass. So, that's that's normal. So then I'm like trying to throw these guys out of the room, and I'm like now everybody left, and I was just pissed off because my room was just destroyed now, and I'm like I'm gonna get freaking in There's trouble. There's a cheeseburger for in the it. corner that yeah. you're not gonna yeah. touch either. Yeah. <laughs> but it just turned into a mess. But it, I mean that's just how <laughs> their their after parties are. I mean if you think back on like the um, Crusty Demon type tours back then, same type of deal.
0: Well, Just out of control. And no offense, but all you guys yep. are a little bit left of center. I mean, yeah. you guys have yeah. some screws loose for fuck's <laughs> sake. Oh, you guys yeah. are backflipping <laughs> yeah. dirt bikes. Yep. Like, yeah, you're probably not the most sane group <laughs> yeah. ever to congregate in a hotel room. I yep. can only imagine what that hotel room oh. scene. I believe it, yeah. <laughs> Especially like Tasmania is a wild place
1: too. It's just Such so. Aussie we goalie, might
3: have yeah. to
2: we might have to do a part two just to get into story time, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: dude. yeah, because there. I mean, gosh, stories, right, Gage? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it could go on forever, which is wild to to think too. Is yeah, time just flies by, makes you realize like holy. But think
4: about the time. difference then compared yeah. to now, and the discipline that you have now. I mean, like we we're talking earlier, like you're. Training to stay up so you can yeah. Do this tonight.
2: Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. We got your sleep schedule all messed up. I know.
1: I'm like, man. Took okay. I figured it out though, within that week. It's like I gotta go out to the shop and work on the bike until at least ten o'clock. <laughs> what's so your now, re- yeah. what's your regular bedtime? Well now with uh having the little one and um yeah, I mean, normally it's put her down at seven, seven thirty and then should I get ready for bed? finish up a couple things on the computer and then uh i mean i tried to stay up with my wife to watch any type of show she wants to watch or movie but uh i end up falling asleep on the couch so normally by like 8 30 9 o'clock i'm in bed yep. passed out so but with the little one yeah. i mean it's
3: yeah your schedule gets all crazy at that age
1: that's what i'd say like the hardest thing is is i mean having cc is like the most amazing thing ever i knew things would be hard but there are like the scheduling and you know the writing thing is is much different even now the thought of it or or the thought of leaving for a show is so just wild to think about now that yeah you start to think of everything else but yeah your schedule changes it's not now it's not james does what james wants it's yeah we're going off of cc's time <laughs> that's it absolutely
2: so, i was gonna say you, if you text him after eight you'll get a response at four in the morning yeah, like yeah. you gotta <laughs> just wait
1: see and that's it i feel like i rather go to sleep and wake up as early as possible and that's my time to get things done so normally yeah it's to- nice because you have everything to yourself yeah no one's yeah. up no one's at work yeah when you're very disciplined
4: because so, you still get up and work out you still train yeah even before you you know do anything else because you're doing side jobs still
1: yeah yeah now um i feel like with whole covid thing and uh over this last year and only riding uh shoot since march of 2020 i only rode two shows three shows because i rode the dubai show last month and um yeah that's it since march of 2020 which is crazy for us i mean thankfully we did have cc and uh So I'm glad I was home because last year was going to be the busiest year I think I've ever had. So it all, it all changed for, I I think the good. And I think I even heard this with Tomac like the day he had their little one, he was supposed to be at a supercross race or something, but then supercross got canceled during COVID. So then it all, he's like, yeah, I'm, you know, thankful that I was home during this time. So yeah, it all worked out. And then, uh, yeah, I started doing some, uh, work for live hospitality and, um, thankfully I like if I have shows or if I need to go and ride, then, um, I can get up and go do that. And that's the, the first priority and, um, is to still focus on the, the whole riding thing.
0: That's awesome.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of babies, you know what I bought yeah. today to make Flat tire factory? Oh, baby onesies. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
1: She's almost out of onesies. So could you get a t-shirt or something? Hoodie? Some kid so, no
2: a baby hoodie <laughs>
0: yeah
1: babies have hoodies yeah why not dude <laughs> she has a hoodie right now a pink hoodie
2: i don't i wouldn't even know what to buy because yeah, <laughs> for a long time it goes by months doesn't yeah. it months no she still wears onesies. Oh, well. so oh okay we get her in one what uh how old is she uh
1: nine months old tomorrow well on the 29th okay i
2: saw i saw the right one for that yeah a couple hours away are you gonna be one of those parents that when like they're two and a half years
1: old you are gonna be like "Mm,
2: she's 31 months no
1: (laughs) (laughs) i i think people go off of weeks right they're like oh yeah she's uh 18 week or yeah 18 months old or then they start saying the weeks and i'm like how do you even remember that? Like I'm already confused on months. Right. <laughs> yeah. with her, so
2: I hate that. That should be my rant. Yeah.
1: I'm like, why can't you just say she's like a year and six right. months old? She's so. 13 months. Yeah. So
2: like a year, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: When she's loving her strider, she's already a little rider. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's like, I don't know how, but she knows what like a bicycle is. Like she'll fully sit on the strider right now on the rocking strider. And, um put her hands on the grips and she like knows what she's doing. Mm. I'm, like that's weird. Awesome. Yeah. Another yeah, Vicky Golden. <laughs> yeah. That took
2: me till 20 years old to figure out. Yeah. You're so too that, busy throwing balls. That's you true. <laughs> trying to throw balls <laughs> yeah. and hit balls and catch balls.
1: Yep. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we'll see if uh it's hard to get away from the the two-wheel scene of course being in the family and um I just hope she knows motorcycles and loves motorcycles. Even if she doesn't want to ride them, but as long as she knows that skill set, then it yeah. it's going to bring her into everything else. I mean, for sure, cars Maybe and street riding, or yeah, yeah, yep. it's so.
0: incredible what we all learn from riding motorcycles. It's insane, like it's, yeah. From even, bicycles to dirt, yeah, to motorcycles, even too. driving on the interstate, it's still an advantage. You know, you don't get stressed out when someone's close or whatever it is. You yep. know, it's just.
4: So I'm sure calm. your family's good with it, but what's uh, Bradskys think of all this?
1: i think they're all about it i mean yeah yeah my wife's family is i mean her dad is such a big motorcycle fan anyways that um and car fan that i think would love to see that which brooke is huge into motorcycles and uh old cars so yeah i think it's always going to be around the family it's not like it's not um, something that we don't want around so but yeah i just shoot i think of man if Something was to happen now I know that what the pain is that it's scary to think. So it's a lot yeah.
4: harder as a parent. I mean oh, oh speaking yeah. with my son just having a current injury.
1: Yeah. You know, you try to
4: keep cool and try to keep calm and try and like hey.
2: You definitely kept cool. You basically
4: yeah. left yeah, him there. did not stress <laughs> for
1: sure. He's like looking at the bike like, uh Damn it. We got to fix the bike. Yeah.
4: Now. <laughs> Long way from the heart. You're Ezra will see you we'll meet you at the hospital.
0: Yeah. I'm going to drop off the bike. Yeah. first. Yeah. You got a ride, bud. You yeah.
1: Uh,
2: well, I think but, what we'll do, if you guys are okay with that, I think we should do a part two. Cause yeah, I want to oh get it. into some of the monument. Um, the dead would all in. Yeah. And some I've, more stories.
0: Yeah. I have more questions about your career and yeah, yeah I,
2: I do I'll, too. I'll, yeah,
1: no, gone. I think that'd be sweet. So to,
2: I think what we'll do is a part two, um, Let's do our tire poppers, and what did we learn? And then we'll let everybody go, since we're getting tired, yeah. and the weather's bad.
0: So we'll so have to drive. I, I know, back I to Wyoming, basically.
1: Where do you Where do you live? Uh, do you live in Rapid? Yep. Yeah. Oh, live right here. You're good to go. I'm like five minutes from
0: Gage's shop. So. Oh, really? Pretty easy. Yeah. Oh,
2: well, you're the only one complaining, then, Mike. Press on. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm, on, yeah. I'm the only one that lives outside of Rapid City. Someone, yeah. City, I would, you know, no, other than you, I guess.
1: Zach, I was like, Zach, what do you, like, why wouldn't you move to, like, Sturges or Rapid? <laughs> He's here almost every every other day, it seems like. Oh, really? Like. He's here quite a bit. Yeah. But he came over yesterday, and sorry, just to add this. Oh, good. We were trying to, like, rush things, and I was trying to finish this new bike, and we just ran into so much that he drove all the way here we like got a photo of the bike and then that was it. Cause I had to go and pick up CC. Oh, so <laughs> I yeah. felt so bad <laughs> and I changed the time on him. I'm like, Oh, let's shoot for 12 o'clock instead of 10 o'clock. And yeah. So he showed up at like 1245 and then, yeah, I had to leave at three, but trying to figure out these new bikes. I was really trying to, I rushed through everything. Gage would be disappointed in my graphics. <laughs> <and this. laughs> so yeah, but man, Got to move move this way, move to Rapid City.
2: Well, you work in Sturgis, don't you, Mike? Yeah, and uh, his yeah wife owns a
1: salon
0: in Bell. She oh yeah, her mom owns it. Yeah, she oh. she works. I with remember there. you. Yeah, yeah. so Spearfish so. works great for us. Other than anything dirt bike related, it seems like yeah. you have to go to Rapid. But yeah, it is what it is. I guess.
1: Yeah, it's not too bad.
0: Mike, you had tire popper. I'll go last. I need I need to think of one. We've been in here for
2: like four hours.
1: Can you remind me what the tire popper is? 30 seconds.
2: It's our static collective okay. tire
0: poppers. Um, or you th- could be like Dusty and use two to f- five seconds, so maybe. Oh, yeah. Maybe? I'm, I'm that good.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 30 seconds. I time it. If you go over 30, it's invalid. Actually, I can go first. We don't care if you want. Are you ready?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Don't, well, don't hurt yourself. <laughs>
0: I, I had to think of how I'm going to word it, but yeah. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Uh, so if if you're a good dirt bike rider or whatever you've been around, around the sport long enough, um, and you see that new guy, don't be a dick to him. Like, if he, has, if he has a legitimate question and he asks you, you know, go over it, answer it, help him out. Like, you know, it's just cool to see more people getting interested in our sport. Don't turn that guy away. Twenty-three seconds, good
2: to go. That's pretty good. That yeah. was a good one.
0: Yeah,
2: I'll try my best. I'm too cool. <laughs> you,
0: got the, you got the cool guy chip on the your cool, shoulder. The cool, the
2: cool guy chip on my shoulder. Yeah. yeah.
3: Okay, Dusty, this makes Dust. us at least twenty seconds. Oh, I don't even have one. It's been a good week, man. <laughs> he's <laughs> uh, he's riding. I'm, I'm sending the good vibes. Yeah, I was gonna say
2: there. he's riding the positive vibes train. Yeah. Here, we'll give you we'll give you Roger! something. Roger!
3: Nothing to complain about all <laughs> week. Nothing. It's been a good freaking week. That's
0: good, dude. Yeah. yeah, everything was smooth, nothing, no catastrophes. I, mean, I,
3: I worked 12 days in a row, which sucked,
0: but that's not a rant. No, it was you, good,
3: it needed to get done.
0: You must love what you do if nuke. 12 days in a row, <laughs> a <but> No.
3: <laughs> uh,
1: you got one, James, or do you
3: want uh, me to skip I you? mean,
1: I was trying to really think of one, but I just can't even just think of it. I thought we were talking about one earlier, and then I spaced that out on it It happens to me a
2: lot. Yeah, I have to write them down. I
1: mean, let's get it on the second one. I don't really have a rant. I don't really.
0: I mean, James is yeah. too humble to ever rant. Yeah, I was I was asking,
1: I was asking my wife. I'm like, yeah, what would like my rant be? I'm like, I think I would nothing about baby, like
2: baby poop or like no, sh- different I mean. flavors of baby food. Do you taste no. them? Do you try them out? Some of them I have. Yeah, I, totally
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, you have to at times. What's the best one you've tried so far?
1: I found one at uh, the store the other day, and it's like a pressed uh, juice one. It was like avocado, pineapple, something else that you wouldn't even think would be good in it. But I taste them. I'm like, gosh, no wonder why she's just freaking downing these things like it's <laughs> nothing. So, But it's just, yeah, I feel like with the squeeze packs there. Yeah, super handy. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it easy. <laughs> James is gonna be I'm doing it like, before shows, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, no. But yeah, I mean the the rant's hard for me. I can't figure out. Uh, <laughs> you're just too happy of a guy. Do you yeah, you? you're just yeah. Like, yeah. sorry, man. I was I put days into the but, thought of this. <laughs> <laughs> Both you guys on the
2: end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're good vibe crew over yeah, here. Yeah. Whatever.
1: Yeah, it must be the
5: bicycle, the the BMS
1: yeah.
2: side of the things. Yeah. Nothing but chill down there. Well, fine. We'll be. I mi- know
1: I have one. I just. Can't we'll be miserable on this yeah.
2: end of the table. I don't care. Gage, do you have one? Yeah, I got one. Hell yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Tell me when to go. Three, two, one, go.
4: Okay. Stripped out bolts. On most dirt bike parts, you don't need to put a three quarter ratchet on there to tighten <laughs> bolts down. Use a quarter-inch drive, and don't over-tighten your bolts.
2: Stop. 14 seconds. Yeah. That's good. Most everything on a dirt bike is aluminum, which is, yeah. if you don't know, is soft metal. It's weird. Yeah. People so do not grasp that concept don't at all. Don't plow bolts into aluminum.
4: Don't need a cheater bar on these things to no. get them tight. <laughs> what, s-
0: What's oh. more annoying, a stripped-out bolt like that or uh, Cowie's chain adjuster bolts? Because uh, those those, those seize, they, uh, seize. they seize they don't like strip trade. they seize
4: they seize up so you got to drill them out and they're they're a pain. Um, Are you listening
0: to this, James? I am anti seize. on that. anti them right yes. now.
4: If anyone out there has a cowie that does not have a seized uh, adjuster bolt, take them out and put anti seize on them now. Yep. <laughs> That's
1: your bonus think, tech tip. <laughs> yeah, I think I've <laughs> learned that from Gage because I've stripped so many <laughs> bolts on the bikes. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Hey, don't need to over tighten. Yeah, you got to give them tight enough where so they don't fall out, but you don't need to go ham fist on them. So
1: torque
2: wrench,
4: torque wrench is good. Yeah,
2: yeah. If you're scared, just go get a little torque wrench. Yeah, yeah. I got oh, she, scared. I bought one. <laughs>
4: yeah, especially an inch pound because yeah. a lot of stuff is an inch pound. <laughs>
0: I didn't know that either. Get so. <laughs> confused. Seventy
2: two foot pounds. God yeah.
0: damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's a drain bolt. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't need a cheater bar, but here I am. <laughs>
2: Uh, you going to time me, Mike? Yeah. Chris. I, I don't think I want to make 30 seconds.
0: Why? Well, you said that the whole deal behind this was if it wasn't within 30 seconds, it doesn't count.
4: It's not a valid rant.
0: Yeah, not a valid rant if it's not within 30 seconds.
4: I got nailed on it. Yeah. <laughs> Mike got
1: nailed on it. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that, yours was just over 30 seconds, right?
0: Yeah, Gage was just over 30 seconds, and it didn't count. Yeah. I forget what it was. I don't remember either, but I remember it didn't count, so yours isn't going to if it's over 30. Piss. Three Two, one, go. How do you go to a track,
2: sign your kid up for that track, your kid gets hurt, and you go and play, blame the people that built the track? The last thing they want is for anybody to get hurt, but how do you as a parent blame something that no one else made your kid do other than your kid riding for getting hurt? I'll Stop.
0: 22.07. You, oh, you made it. Good time. Dang. I have way more to say.
3: Shoot. But I'm gonna elaborate how do you I do, do ag- that?
0: I do agree with that uh yeah, racing dirt bikes everybody knows it's a it's a chance to get hurt whatever dirt bikes this is all dangerous <laughs> most of the time it is not the track's fault though the you and I both got hurt on the same jump gauge. yep, I don't blame that jump, do you nope hundred percent you know it's I get it Chris hundred percent
4: well, my thought is and and this is a lot of old school thought. You can build whatever you want out there. I'm the one that decides to pull the trigger.
5: Yep.
4: And it's, I suppose, harder for parents because a lot of parents didn't ride. So it's a little different. But I know if, if they built something, I'm the one that decides if I can do it, if I have the skill enough to do it. And it doesn't matter what they build. If I go for it, that was my decision because I think I'm good enough rider to do it. If I get hurt on it, that was my fault.
2: That's what I'm saying. It's like you decide, okay, I'm going to run a stop sign. And then you wreck your car because you ran a stop sign. Do you call the person that built the road and tell them, you wrecked my car, this is your fault? No. No, that was your decision to do that.
4: Or twisty road or something. The other thing, too,
2: if you're the person building the track, they don't build it for people to get hurt. That's literally like making your customers get hurt so they don't come back. Why would you do that in the first place? So that is not their intention. And, two who's the first person to ride the tracks they build? His own son yeah, is the yeah. first one testing it before they have any of it ironed out and race ready. So he puts his own kid on it first. So why would he want your kid to get hurt?
4: And any injury out there is unfortunate. And yeah. We don't want to belittle that at all. 100%, yeah. yeah.
0: Any injury sucks. It does. It really does. It takes time off the bike, time, you know, and it, it gives the black eye on the sport kind of thing. You, know? you don't ever want to see an injury no matter what.
4: Even a sprained yeah. wrist, whatever. We don't want to see anything bad happen.
0: No, nobody does. It, but
2: you can't go blaming the people that built the track.
0: No. That's and, that's absurd. Yeah. And I do feel it is unfair that people go after Robert and Justin over things like that. Yeah. I, I do think that that is totally uncalled for. Yeah. yeah.
2: I could get their side of it. Your kid's yeah. hurt. You're stressed out. You're just trying to get your emotion out. But at the same time, you got to have a little responsibility yeah. for what you're doing. There's my rant.
0: That's, that's a one. valid rant, yeah. too.
2: Gracias. Yeah. It's been bugging me a while. That's yeah. why I said it would go over.
0: Valid. I, I am yeah. proud. I am proud of Justin for saying something during a writer's meeting on Sunday. Because yeah, dude, all the like like you were saying, that that is their last goal to ever make anybody get hurt. You know, that that's not what they're going for, you know, and and I swear to God people think the opposite. Like, oh, they're trying to hurt people. You know, they like they freak mm. out. They see like the total opposite side of it. They just go down the wrong path. And it's just like, dude, that's the opposite well, of the goal here.
4: And I think a lot of it is because there's so many kids hurt that they thought maybe this was a dangerous track.
0: But your kid got hurt on that track, Gage. did, And you didn't feel that that was a dangerous track? No.
4: He made a <laughs> poor choice. <laughs> and he, he knows that. And I know
0: that. But it's tough to come to that conclusion, though, I'm sure. You know, is it... 'Cause I don't have a kid, I don't know what it's like. Anytime I've ever been hurt, I've always I've never blamed the track, whatever. But is what? it is it hard for you to not necessarily blame the track, but realize like Ezra fucked up here. Is that is it hard to come to that conclusion?
4: For me it's not, but I raced for a lot of years and I put myself in his shoes. I understand his thought process when he almost, you know, cased the the triple. On that second lap, and he thought, well, if I just leave it on, I'll make it. I totally get it. Like, I get the mindset. and I thought he should have been in third and clutching the hell out of it instead of trying it in second.
0: But I thought he should have been on his 250, but that was yeah, me. Yeah, worried. <laughs> yeah.
4: But I can also see, hey, I hit it on a 125. I mean, I, I get the mindset. And he made a mistake and... Like, Ezra didn't blame the track. He, he never said, yeah, they shouldn't have built that triple that way. And there was a lot of people that got hurt. I mean, Austin Fort, you know, obviously had a lot of issues on that track. And Austin Fort's one of our best technical riders we have out there. I mean, you watch him ride, that kid has some skills. Like, he has very good bike control, bike manipulation, race, craft. I mean, he's kind of a whole package out there. And he had, he struggled. And I think sometimes... With it being that cold, everyone's tight, no one got to ride the days before. There's a lot of a lot of combinations. Um, but as far as blaming the track, that'd be like, yeah, blaming Vinocker Canyon is too twisty.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I, I did talk to Logan and Ryan Didis. They both had gnarly crashes and Kiefer, Tucker Kiefer. All three of them had gnarly crashes, and not a single person blamed the track that I that I talked to, you know.
4: Yeah, and sometimes, it's like, it's frustrating because I didn't meet the needs of that track that day. You know, so it's tough because you, you feel like, man, I should have be been more prepared, but sometimes when you don't have that time for, for that preparation, what do you do?
2: Right. Good, right, good yeah. to go. Uh, Mike, what'd you learn?
0: Ooh, that's quick. Um, I don't learn things, Chris. Come on now. <laughs> No, I'm Suzuki kidding. guy. Uh, no, it's, it's they never learn. Let's see. I learned that uh, James basically built his career out of Mes- Mexico. Yeah, but it, doesn't yeah. speak Spanish. Yeah. But doesn't speak Spanish. So there's that.
2: Yeah. Uh, Dusty, what'd you learn?
3: Uh they make a uh, co- Coca-Cola coffee. I heard that on the radio on the way over here. <laughs> you learned that in the <laughs> podcast <laughs> today. No, that's just what I learned today. <laughs> okay.
1: Switch to Pepsi, man. Got to switch to Pepsi. Oh, so.
3: Red, white, and blue on Pepsi. I don't even drink soda. coca or...
1: just red and white.
3: Huh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> James, what would you learn?
1: Fantasy Supercross. Oh. How it all works, I'm going to have to jump on the team next yeah. year. You
4: can still get, get in.
0: On it. Oh, you can? Yeah, you can yeah. still get in. You just, you'll, oh. you'll
4: be behind, but you
2: can still learn. and You yeah. probably have more oh. points than I do.
0: Yeah, you can hop in yeah. for free and beat Chris. <laughs> <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> it's not saying much, yeah. bud. It's, a good it's not idea. saying
2: much. Uh, Gage, what what'd you learn?
4: Dusty and James have nothing to complain about.
1: Yeah. Oh, man.
3: Not, man.
2: not today. And BMX, <laughs> dude, are riding some vibe. I Even with the
1: cold. Yeah. Cold weather. Snowing, crazy. <laughs> oh, sh- that could have been my rant. <laughs> it's want- snowing out right now. It's supposed to be sunny. Yeah. It would have been
4: so... If it, if this snow didn't hit, it would have been so nice oh, to ride this. Oh, my gosh. Did could, you see- like, tomorrow
1: would have
0: been epic.
2: Dude, it's supposed to be 61 next weekend. I say, so- did, did you see the next week? It's
0: supposed to be nice. Yeah, bought my wife a freaking mountain bike, hoping we can go mountain biking next weekend. Yeah, no chance. I
2: might get my bike out. I might putz it. What up, button?
0: Nope, nope.
5: <laughs>
2: <Damn>! Hell yeah! <laughs> so, Chris, what did you learn today? Um, I learned that if you go to Mexico, <laughs> the police might kidnap <laughs> you and take your money. <laughs> And, and then you call the police to get
3: rescued
1: i mean there's so much more too i feel like to all the stories so there's even more from mexico if if we get into some more details so, so i feel like i'm part two next, we should just
0: break it down by yeah. continent with james yeah
1: <laughs> i mean not a bad idea too but yeah i feel like there's still so much more and yeah there is and i don't want to yeah. rush you through it yeah well, like yeah no worries
4: even when he's in Australia, they couldn't stay in Australia because their resales ran out. So they had to go up to, was it Chile?
1: Bali. Oh, Bali. To Bali, Indonesia, yeah. So
4: so they had to leave for a couple yeah. weeks and then come back. Dang. Or a week. There's was it a week?
1: A week, Yeah.
2: The only part of this I can relate to is when he's like, yeah, I did a show in North Dakota. I'm like, I've been in North Dakota. <laughs> I
0: didn't work up there. That's the only place no that James mentioned that I've ever been. Right. <laughs> no. Right. No, you came down to... Uh, I guess, yeah. yeah. California. But, but yeah, so much more. Yeah, we'll get into it. Number two. Be- before we sign off on this deal, you know what's super badass about James? Like, dude, you've gone through and seen and done so much, and you're still the most humble dude around. Oh, like, I just... Yeah, but to be. it's just cool to to see that you know what I mean. It like you have every you every reason to walk around with a chip on your shoulder, yeah. and you don't. Oh. And and it's just cool to see that. It's, I just love riding dirt bikes, just like everybody else.
2: It's super cool, but it should have been my rant too because we got to pry everything out of yeah. you. <laughs> like it just doesn't come out. We have to pry it out. When that's nice yeah. when he's in the
4: shop and I get customers here and I introduce him like, "Hey, this is James Carter," and people are like,
1: "Wait, wait, that's James, like <laughs> the James no. Carter."
0: Yeah. And he's yeah. like,
4: hey, guys, how are you? What have you yeah. been up to? How have you been? To-? You're like,
1: you know what I like the most, though, is that my neighbor told me, he's like, but we all put our pants on the same exact way. So
2: that's the way that's I That's wrong, like- dude. I saw on Instagram a dude Shit. jump into a pair oh, okay. of pants <laughs> too late. <laughs> when I was playing football as a kid, and, like, yeah. they're just huge, you know, and yeah. you're scared out of your mind. He'd say he puts his pants on one leg at a time. Well, he lied to me. I saw a guy on the internet <laughs> jump into a pair of pants.
1: I believe it. I mean, you'll see it all on social media. Um,
2: as a, as a testament to what Mike said, a good idea is, I like before I ever went to one of the Deadwood All Inns. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, how big of a deal you
1: are. Oh, yeah. wait! Wait until this year. There's some. I've been it? working on it this last week. So. Next episode, we're gonna get yeah. Some, don't spoil it now. Yeah, I'm not. Well, some like, good names.
4: His extensions. I mean, the way he holds tricks, his whips are amazing. Like, you just the full package
2: there. Yeah, um, but, really.
1: Yeah, just love to ride. <laughs> That's and
2: it. you got to be pretty. Fl- I know he's flexible. We used to Here's go to the, to the same. We used to go to the same gym, oh. and he'd start doing something. I'm like, I'm no. gonna, I'm gonna friggin' you leave you guys both. Yeah. Went to the Y. No, we went no. to uh,
1: any time. Yep. At five someone, in the morning. Someone sent me a message, and they're like, yeah, I saw the hat. This guy came in with the Deadwood All-In hat, and we were at the show. Do you still have any more of those hats? Oh, yeah, <laughs> that was me, dude. Yeah, I was ripping I the old one. I'm like, I know that who was it me. is. They they described you and everything. I'm like, that's Chris. <laughs> How come they didn't come ask me? Yeah. Not
2: approachable in the gym. No, nope. Start too asking big. everyone.
1: Hmm? Too, too big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're like, yeah, he, like blasting music like deadlifting like 400 pounds or no shit. false the bar the bar
2: as far away from james as yeah. i can get like freaking embarrassing for me yeah, over here right all right well that's episode 4.5
1: yeah. <laughs> well thanks guys this was a lot yeah, of fun appreciate it yeah um yeah. We'll, we'll get thanks. you back in thanks for yeah. coming in today
2: thanks no uh, we'll go over some more stuff because we <laughs> We didn't make it very far on the (laughs) on the James Carter list. Third bulletin down. Yeah, you like how I put how's that how's that baby? Yeah,
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll get into it. Still do have quite a bit more. Yeah, for sure. It's gonna get good though.
2: Yeah. All right, we'll catch you guys next time. Sounds good. See you, boys. Um, one more announcement. Troy Barry.